When did you write that song, Nick? Um, that was just coming out of the third grade. That was your heavy skating era. Oh, man. You're, yeah. That stand-up bass, man, that gets me, dude. I, I really, wrote it while. Oh, it's nice. I wrote that song while skating. You know the You're dude just, playing like, the three-piece? He was wearing a suit. I know yeah, he had a, a suit. A suit and a... Music and a, was down at... head bop. Where's Roger Rabbit outfit yeah, or something? Yeah. Music was down at South Cobb Skating Ring. You're damn right. You ever I have loose doing, trucks on the front of your skates? Just you turn them bitches back in. Mm-hmm. Of course, he had Red Devils, Black. You know, of he had course, he did. No, I didn't. I, I was a, I was a rental, rental guy. guy. I was. My, my, I had friends that had Red Devils that were really Dang. fast. Skaters. I had. I bought them at a flea market. I was like, oh, those Red Devils. Shit. They had rust on the bearings. It didn't, it they didn't rolled like shit. <laughs> <laughs> they were once. Hey, fast. y'all got Zerk fittings on these bitches? These things don't roll Zerks. for shit. <laughs> I was not a great skater. Dude, no, I, was, I, I could to, never skate. So I went, but well, and it, like it was a thing. There was a yeah, skating ring right there yeah, in our that town. That was a big it, one. That was a. We're showing our age. Welcome to uh, Winners Take Y'all. You damn right, it's Winners Take Y'all. You sons eight, of bitches. Nine. But we got friends that still skate. Yes, we I, do. Steve Carnegie. <laughs> I does. saw him today. Andy yeah. Turner. AT does. And AJ yeah. Turner. They can skate like yeah. nobody's they, they, business. Dana today. Fowler, one of the guys I was I, talking I about. Dana. They, they were all like Dana was fast, like nationally top five, like. National. I think he literally. National. No, he he National literally. Number went, one. Like they drove just like motocross or something. They drove. Where to, y'all going this weekend? Where are you? Where are y'all skating at this weekend? <laughs> they drove to Texas <laughs> to the <laughs> national championship. Can you imagine how different talent? the rinks were out and there? He got like his little rocky. You got the wheels. Place. You got a wheel set up. I for think this? he was second in the nation. <laughs> Who's doing? Are you serious? <laughs> national number two? No, I swear. Get out God, of I would need a number plate for no, my No, I'd, I'd have that shit on a chain. Yeah, I'd whip it out. I'd be like, Are you arguing with me? I'm I'd number two, number two, two number one in the state. I'd have a pair of like. With pants with a cheek cut out with a number yeah. two <laughs> tattooed, yeah. tattooed, tattooed right on. <laughs> the pants are perfectly cut to center the tattoo yeah. right there. Those cheekless really jeans. Frame it with up. A, oh, jeez. Assless chaps. Well, welcome to Winners Take Y'all. This is uh, episode, I think, number eight. But uh, it's eight or nine. Who cares? Who cares? We got a long way to go. I always think it's one more than you think it is. Uh, yeah. Because it's so good. Because yeah. you didn't get hired on to the next one. I got, oh, yeah, I wasn't. You didn't get that pension deal yet. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> I knew that cleaning would help. Yeah, he so I came up here and cleaned until he they does, hired he's, me. He's almost has tenure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, at the tenure mark, I'll be next year. Yes, that's right. Hey, raise next time. So tonight we have uh, Phil Nicoletti. He's very jovial. He's in a great mood. So he's uh, up there at Millville already. He's probably weed eating with uh, Alex, the Martin brothers. So he'll be in a great mood, I'm sure. Tied off on the side of Mount Martin, just yeah. trying to not roll down the hill. Right. Hey, speaking of like steep hills, like uh, when I went to Glen Helen, I've been there a few times, but I went for a national when we went out to do some work for voiceover work for Suzuki that went horribly wrong. <laughs> we had to, uh, we had to make a video for Suzuki. You were like the all new RM with well, electric it was. start. It was the 05 Full RM- floater. RMZ yeah. 250. And I was the MC for they welcomed all the past champions in to K1 karting, and we were in yeah. charge. So at, I think about Loretta's the year before thereabouts. They were said, "Hey, can you make a video, a cool spec video, like we can show with all the press? We we'll have a big press intro. We're going to go over all the new, the new deal with this RMZ." So Ryan, uh, Brian Johnson, and Matt Crutchfield, our intern back in the day at DMXS Radio, they were in charge of putting this technical thing together. They they worked directly with Suzuki. Japan to make this thing. Yeah. This thing, we had hotels, our laptops were side by side, and they were still 12 hours before in a hotel room feverishly. Now, Panic this is 05, time. so they didn't have it. It was the 
editing and rendering and all this shit. I just remember them saying, look. Dial up. He's like, take this construction paper. I need you to cut these squares out. Not, not We're the, Photoshopping. Right. It was close to that. But the night before, this video is supposed to go live with all the press, the, the launch. I'm emceeing it. We're doing a show live, a DMXS show live at K1 after the event. And we're on the drive there. And it's it's a rendering is turning it from whatever it is on your computer and rendering it to something that you can play on a DVD. Okay. So this is a process back in 05. We're driving in a, with a laptop going, it's rendering, sending all this information that's 05 again. So it's years. And then we get there and we, all right, it's done. I'm like, well, let's see it. So we hit, we hit play and it works. I'm like, oh, sweet. Plays We're on good. The, plays on the laptop. Play it on the screen as we go over there. Perfect. Yep. So all the Japanese are there. I'm talking about Japanese people. Everybody's there. Toast. And I'm the MC and uh, Mel, uh, Mel, what's his name? Mel. From Suzuki. From Suzuki. Yeah, yeah. I introduced him. I'm like Mark Barnett, Ezra Lusk, all these past Suzuki champions. And uh, I can totally remember Mel. I can't too. And everybody. Why am I struggling? Everybody's it, yelling it, at the radio. Smell, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. I, I had to introduce the guy, but. Anyway, so we're like, all right, so this is Mel. We got, I'm going to interview these guys. And before we do that, we're going to play the all-new RMZ. <laughs> and it goes, brr. Oh, no, it, it did would not. not. It would not play. And we're like. Never? Like it never, you never got never, it They later. never showed it. Ah. Never showed it there. And they spent so much money, and we spent so much time. And it's <laughs> rendering. We tested it out. That is terrible. And Brian Johnson and, and Matt Crutchfield almost killed each other because they were up for days because we were there days early. And then, and I remember the guy going Mel, and he's he takes my <laughs> mic and like holds my hand like Mel. He's so pissed off that it won't play. And it's like I didn't do it, like, but it looks like me, man. I'm the I'm the representative from DMXS, and I remember it. It didn't really happen like this, but I feel like David Iser just let the shades down in the yeah, yeah, glass right. room where he was at. Is like yeah, I'm not a part of that. Thank God I'm in the conference room. Yes, exactly. We had to do an, a show after that, and it was sucky. What's Dang, wrong, Kevin? Yeah, what happened, the Kevin? Life out of the conditions it's, there in the old yeah, terrible carding. Kevin, what'd you do? Yeah, it's supposed to be a great time here. <laughs> what did you do? So you have all the media there. You have all the Japanese there. Suzuki proper. We're going to interview these guys, and we're going to do a DMXS show. Then they're riding go karts. Greatest night that ever. Is and terrible. it was awful. It was freaking awful. When it wouldn't play, were you like? <sighs> I was like. Yeah, like Napoleon Dynamite. I was like, uh, I didn't do that. No, yeah. But I just wanted to point at them. But they didn't do it either. They, they made it work. It. Everybody yeah. made it's it work. It's just technology. It is, dude. dude. I'm like, can we try it again? Like, it was awful. So Yeah. Those CD-ROMs were tricky. <laughs> they really were. CD-Rs. It was burnable. We were it making... was burnable. The burn... That was it. So we were trying to go to DVD from the hard drive. It was, yeah. Massive. It was just a went massive sideways. And these guys were good. The shit looked amazing. Like, Do Matt you Crushville think that's and... why they don't have, like, Electric Start? Did it ever that play? Ever, you, that's yeah. exactly that's what, what if they would have had the money from the 05 RMZ two the sales and the, the, sales. And the media would have been into it. You know, I wonder because I emailed Suzuki support about <laughs> the electric start thing, like why they didn't have electric start. And they just wrote K one. They just said Kevin Kelly. KK at K one. I would not be surprised. I brought Kevin that. Kelly. That's like the running it's joke. Completely responsible. Iser and I've been a part of some companies that have all failed. Not me, but whenever I get involved for whatever reason, tank they them. tank, dude. It's like, those profit distributions before they and make I, it's profit. Not even, I don't even get paid great. It's just I'm whatever I'm like. Uh, there was a Tack MX back in the day that was going to give trucks away. Are these all? Oh, I remember that you company like, You called me. I went and announced that race. You called me. You won't remember this, but you go, hey, man, I think you ought to come out here. I think in you Texas. can win this thing. And They're I'm giving like, away either fifty thousand dollars or the or truck. the dually. Yeah, which was worth fifty thousand by thirty seven. Max Anstey flew a buddy in, who was like a British Chad. world champion. What was his name? No, was it Chad? Um, 
I have Chad in my head. It might have been Chad. I might be wrong about Max. Anthony. He was a pro, but it was a C class event. Yes, what it was, was, it was all C riders. I don't know, 07, 08 or something. Oh, no. Uh, I don't know. I did know the name. I did know the name. Yeah, we ultimately, ultimately, they called and said, hey, your guy is like a B rider. He's like really good in in uh, the UK. So you're going to have to. Uh, Which is what truck. you were trying to get me to receive all the negative press because I was not in the C class. He brought in this guy named and Chad. Kevin's like, I think his name was Chad Everts, and he had a big, thick, phony <laughs> looking mustache. Weird. Something weird about yeah, that guy. Great style for a C rider. Very fluid. <laughs> yes. And, never sat down. Yeah, stood yeah. up through the turns. So, so a, dad took was a helicopter. Helicopter in. Yeah, it was like weird <laughs> that he had all this money. But no, so whoever won it, the guy goes, all right, you can have this truck. They left that bitch at some gas station in Texas, said deuces, and just really? off they went. Yep. That's yeah, because they didn't live here. Jet X2 was another company we helped out. That Was the, was the timing of this, though? I mean, 07, it doesn't necessarily mean that Kevin Kelly caused No, it. I did not cause it. It has but the it's recession just funny. written all yeah, over Yeah, there's a lot of things that, that I was a part of. I'm like, well, that sucks. So <laughs> on to the next. Kevin's, Kevin's vi- business ventures were really in high they gear. They were not my. Yeah, 07 my, to 10. Yeah, they were really. Really hopping. kicking They weren't it. my business. It was just a, a things just that I was announcing and a part of in that capacity, and they all seemed to fail. And you needed them to keep going so we could possibly make well, a paycheck here. You also work with Red Bull. They're doing okay. They're doing all right. That's the <laughs> one company I have not brought down They yet. don't have a, a checkbook problem, right? Negative. They yes. do not. They do not. And I'd like to go ahead and apologize for that sound out in the, in the yard. That is uh, my wife, who's a little late mowing the grass. So Man, uh, I couldn't believe it when I pulled up. Really I'm like, are off. we really letting the yard look like this? You know. And she got on it for you. Thankfully, yeah. She <laughs> slings a rock and hits my Jeep. It's going to be By a God, problem. It's going to be a problem. Hey, turn that thing to the right where it shoots <laughs> yeah, out of the sure right. Yeah, make sure you blow it the other way, Christina. <laughs> Yeah, go out there and tell her that. Stop the show. Hey! Turn. You need to turn. Don't. No, 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 no. She'll like, oh, okay. This thing's garage kept. She'll, she'll pick a rock up. And she just, will. Just but throw it. Yeah, I'm not playing. I'm not playing with her. She's, she'll she, throw a rock. She's going to come in and be like, it was weird. A rock flew. I'm sorry. A rock flew out up. of my hit, hand. Hit, it flew up and hit your truck and carved bitch into the side. <laughs> It's yes. so weird. God, that is weird. I've never so seen weird. it. I mean, I'm not saying it's impossible, but... <laughs> she, she just doesn't tell you. She goes, oh, I'm sorry. And you're like, don't worry about it. It's just a rock just chip. A rock you go out there and just bitch. bitch. <laughs> Why does it say... <laughs> Bitch-ass bitch. Like, what? <laughs> the lawnmower? I guess the rotation of the blades. Yeah, it was weird. Like but I could easily see it making the beat, sure. but I don't know about these others. Just like, threw a, a rock, a big knuckleball rock. So just, yeah. <laughs> Floats in there sideways and starts carving. Hey, so if you want to, like, I've had some people ask me about Nick and John. Like, go listen to episode one and two if you even care about who these guys are because you guys are legit. Like, I just don't, people are like, who are these guys? And then, and then after one episode, like, all right, but they know their shit. So, yeah, but not that you have to prove yourself, but I just want to let people know that I just, I didn't pull some just idiots off the street. I'm an idiot, idiot off the street. Here's what you did. You're like, Last episode. Yeah, we need to introduce these guys. All right, so anyway, you know, last week, and you just skip it. <laughs> well, let's like, do it again. I'll do it again. I, I apologize. All right. John Watkins. <laughs> yes. What's Born your, in what, Ackworth, Georgia. Yep. What's your biggest motorcycling accomplishment? All right, so in 96, <laughs> I won the Georgia State Championship in the 250B, <laughs> and that's back when we had 500 <laughs> riders a weekend, okay. so they weren't all in the B class. You then made Loretta's. I, then I went to Loretta's in '99 and 2000. I finished uh, 20. I finished 12th in '99, 23rd in 2000. Which I was ready to give it up, and my number was always 23. You and when I finished right. 23rd, I'm like, I'm "That's a sign. That's it. I got 23rd." And you know, I wouldn't have finished 23rd. I ate crap in the finish line. It was wet and oh. washed the front end in those jumps. And 
I've seen that. And so it took me forever to get, the, and I was on a YZ400. So You know what I've done now, not to interrupt you, but I will literally, when they're watering the track, and they come around with that watering truck, yeah. and there's a class on the line, I will literally on the microphone at Loretta's, Loretta's I'll say, hey, man, they're putting some water down right here. Take your Slow time through this down. section. Yes. At least on the sight light, figure it out, because that's a, nothing but turning and gas. You're going to, yeah, yeah, turning so, with the gas right. on, which lightens the front. So anyway. I, I watched the front. I finished 23rd, and I, and I was looking for every reason to quit racing moto at that point. At that point, I was about 10 years in, and, uh, of you know, I started racing in 1985, but then I took a little break and raced BMX for four years, like 87 or, uh, yeah, 87 to 91. And uh, came back to Moto at, in '91, and uh, so at the end of 2000, I'm I'm looking for any reason to quit. I, I finished 23rd, and I'm like, I'm 23. I got 23rd. It's that's a my number. So I spent the next couple of years trying not to race motorcycles, trying not to ride motorcycles. Got rid of my bike. If you ever want to ride a motorcycle, get rid of your motorcycle. The desire will come at you <laughs> all hours of the night, and that's you'll just Nick. be like. Yeah. I want to ride so bad and I don't have a bike. So then I'm taking the gear bag to the track and I'm just riding all these clowns, motorcycles, you know, and I'm like, why am I doing this? I got money. I can buy a bike. So 03, I buy a YZ, I guess it was called a 450 that year. And I kind of got back at it sort of halfway, had a kid in 03. And I'm like, well, I'll show him how to ride. And uh, in 2010, I went back to Loretta's in the 30 BC class, which I, you know, I, I never, uh, I rode the A class for a little while, and Larry Dukes was like, Somebody's going to remember that you raced the A class. And I go, No one will remember. It was not I, memorable. The only reason I rode the A class was because I could make enough to get my entry feedback. I was always like fifth. You know, I was never near the front of the A class. And, uh, but I, my goal at Loretta's in, in uh, 2013 was to get 10th. That was my goal. Top 10. So I, Crashed three times in the first moto. It rained that whole week, and uh, and I got like twentieth. But I went twenty fourteen nine for tenth. And so, what? but when I'm sitting in the, um, you sit under those tents yeah, yeah. when You're you finish 10. in the top ten. So I got ninth in the last moto, and it show. I look on the screen. It shows me an eleventh, and I am so mad because now I'm like, I got to race here next year. So because I got to get tenth, and then I can write this off, man. I can quit taking these risks. So I load everything up. It's covered in mud. Throw it in the camper, and I'm driving home. And you called me. Kevin calls me, and goes, "Where are you at?" They're calling your name at the awards presentation, and I'm like, Baby, "I I'm didn't on. get a, a trophy. I got 11th." And he's like, "Nope, you got 10th." And I don't know what happened. It was so muddy. I'm sure there was a transponder issue. So I got 10th. So that's me and and motocross in summary. I've done vintage motocross. I've ridden a ton of dual sport. Yep. Long ride. And you've got like a very successful business. You are now retired and your like your bike collection is I do have a cool, ton cool. of seventies mini bikes. That's like, kind of your deal. Like you were we we're talking about rank them. We like to do stuff where we rank stuff on the show. Yeah. And you're like, hey, let's rank our favorite seventies motorcycles. I'm like, eh, I don't think Kevin's I was like, I ain't as old as you are, but and I'm older than you, but like <laughs> I don't I didn't I just had shit motors. I had KD eighties. If you want me to rank KD eighties, <laughs> which is let's the number one all time ugliest piece of shit or weirdest. That is the non pussy getting this excuse my language, <laughs> but that bike is the most if you, And if, most people bought those if, to try to get terrible. some. You if know? you're a if you're a twelve year old kid and said draw a dirt bike, that's what you draw. It looks yeah, yeah, squares and rectangles. The GT eighty was the same thing, awful, Yamaha. Man. Yeah, yeah. GT so was, right. I, so when I was a kid, I had a my first motorcycle was a seventy eight XR seventy five, and then the Lucky. neighbor kid had a KD eighty, 
Queer. And his name was Bo. <laughs> what a queer. I had no idea. Sorry. I was mine was a four stroke and his was a two, so I just immediately Dude, my thought. My dad he was... owned a Cowie dealership with Suzuki's and <laughs> so brand new. Of course you got a KD eighty. So, and, and and my neighbors had a brand new Elsinore. Nick Pruitt had an 83 CR80. Mm. Then he had an 85 CR80. Or no, 83 CR60, excuse me. Then, a, uh. then an 80. Then an 87 CR125. I'm like, come on, God, man. those are the three coolest the 87, machines you've ever named. Mickey Dom, come on. Yeah. Freaking A. And then my brother, of, of course, had... Bitching ass Kawasaki's went to Ponca, <laughs> right. went to Florida, whatever. Kyle had bitching motorcycles. But you had a KDA. I had a KD and then my next bike. KD. Next KDX. bike was a KE125. Oh, uh, the KE. Yeah, the the, KD, did it have the baby. cartoon graphics? Extra queer. No, this no, is it's no pre cartoon. <laughs> silver gas tank yeah, blinkers yeah. and just get your queer ass on to <laughs> wherever you work. KE. They were hoping you were going to run away. Queers. I know he, he got you. They gave you a street you. legal bike because they were hoping you were going to run away. <laughs> he got queer. you that, though, because it was D, <laughs> KD. For then, taking the D because you're and then gay. E comes next. For extra gay. It was going to be a long time until you got a KM. <laughs> your dad is like, it has a headlight and blinkers. And you, wink, wink. Here's a hundred bucks. Bankhead Highway <laughs> runs right that way. This hundred dollars would probably get you to Texas. Yeah, it's yeah, out KE. M- meanwhile, me and your, me and your uh, brothers, we're going to be in Florida at the Minio's. Yeah, we'll be Riding these cool. Kawasaki's latest race machines. <laughs> Damn, dude. So, We're cool. Anyway, you Kevin did BMX. You did moto. You've got a successful business. You got a, a kid running around yeah, working. So got a 19 year old works for the city of Dallas, and then I got a 16 year old who's the world's biggest. She loves dance, competitive dance, and dance is way more expensive than motocross ever thought about being. Not lying. You put 20 grand in that in a year in heartbeat. Oh. And we would put twenty grand a year with the motorcycle and the racing. That was back in the day. I get that. Yeah, but now it's it's he is way over twenty thousand. It's like, man, what is happening? And then let's talk about this weirdo. Let's do Nick. Nick is just the weirdest. His story is so <laughs> weird. Like both of you guys have bought. I, we talked about this yep. a few. Y'all all bought bikes from my dad. So we oh, own yeah. a dealership. Hey, that reminds me up. though. So yes, my first race bike it was eighty five KX eighty, and I don't know what year the dealership stopped. But my brother's like, look, man, this is a full race, full blown works. K-. And he called it a works. works. And he's like, King Kelly down there. And uh, he's talked about Keith Kitchens. And he comes rolling up. They had the thing tied Billy down. Billy Lyle's dad put his hands all over his bike. No, he didn't too. say that. He said King Kelly and Keith Kitchens. And he tied it down with like quarter inch rope, yellow rope. I'll they never set forget. You up. They set you I looked up. out the window. And here comes my dad's 79 Chevrolet truck. With a KX80 in it, brand new. Lucky, man. God, I gassed that thing, and it almost looped out the first time because I had no idea. I've been on an XR75. I didn't realize that as it revs up, she gets more and more and more powerful. God. Great. Yeah. New bikes, man. I've had one new bike my entire life. 85 KX80, man. I I bought a... Or my dad bought an eighty-one KX eighty from your dad. Metal gas, and I can wake. And I remember now it was used though, right? So it was a couple years old, and three hundred bucks from the store. I remember mine was twelve hundred. Was yours was new? It was new, but I mean three hundred still. That that, that was what year was that? Eighty. It was probably eighty-three, something like that. It was you know it was a year or two old. So you went from double shock in eighty-three. They had Unitrack at that time. That was eighty-one. The eighty-one had a. It had Unitrack and the uh, number plate fender. Ah, that'd be a cool bike to have. I wish I had it. You're about Let's to, buy it at you're, you're about to see four of them this weekend. <laughs> hey, we're gonna buy that it. was the, that my 81 KX80, like Nick you were talking about, it. that was the fastest motorcycle I've ever been on. Was it really? Today. Yeah. To date. 
to right faster now. Faster than the you know what? Hey, oh, four, 24, listen, 450. Speed is a relative term, right? That's to, true. What, to what you power to, to weight. what you know, right? Power to so weight ratio. I was coming off like a like a, a Q50 no gaze, and a XR75 like a to that KX80. And I got on it, and I was like, what? this is the fastest fucking thing that's ever hit was the Was a QA your first bike, the QA-50? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had an Italijet. That was my first bike. Dang, see, man, that's cool. That was, that was a cool Why bike. Why do y'all have that? Who has an Italijet? I don't know how we had it. I just remember it. I mean, we, didn't, we weren't in an Italijet dealership. Why did my was dad have it? Was it a 50? We had, yeah, we had JR-50s running Kyle got a in. JR-50 for his first bike, and I had an Italijet. Why didn't he just keep it for Kyle a couple, yeah, a couple yeah. of years later? I don't know. I always thought like that. So QA fifty, yeah. then XR seventy five. What year was that? Uh, probably about the same. Probably a 83, metal tank. Metal tank, but see, XR eighty came along in seventy nine. Now, are you slaying the slay, so slaying that. some wood about this time? About to drop motorcycles and start just slaying women? Um, yeah. How old first? <laughs> what? Yeah. I, yeah. I, know, I mean, we're talking motorcycles, so we need to know how old were you the first time you knocked the bottom out of it? I mean, I wouldn't <laughs> say knock the bottom out of it, but I was. Uh, eighth grade, twelve. <laughs> <laughs> Got down and couldn't get up. Got down and I couldn't get up. Dang! All right, so didn't of, have a good bike, but you had all the tools to uh, handle your business. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> so, so anyway, the next bike you had eighty-one KX eighty. Eighty-one KX eighty. Eighty-five KX one twenty-five. I had an eighty-seven KX one twenty-five. We had those eighty-six, eighty-seven, eighty-eight, eighty-eight. What year did the dealership uh, cease? Well, I mean, we got new bikes in 89 from there. It's probably 90, 91. So, I mean, we're getting close. Yeah, I would say probably 91, maybe. Yeah, 89, like 90. I think my 85 KX125 is the first one I ever busted a transmission in. Mm. Smoked third That cost at least $52 back then, didn't it? You know what? It got, it put me out of racing because, the because it was 300 bucks. To oh, fix my it. gosh. And, I was, and my dad was like, that's all I... Well, that looks like you just retired. So. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the truth. So I yeah. went... Uh, Is that when you quit racing, though? Yeah, for about... Till, uh, then till I, about a month ago when him, he went to... No. <laughs> and then I did the same thing. I was like literally at the gym and saw Kevin Thompson. And he was him. He said, yeah, I'm going to sell my... The Thompson in, Brothers. He said in, it's a, he had a 92 CR250. And like you said, if you don't have a bike, all you think about is riding. Oh, it's terrible. And so we're at the gym, and he, I was like, you still riding? He goes, man, I'm just about to sell my 92 CR. This is a 93. And I was like, shit, let's go to your house. I'll just buy it. And I just went home, oh. went to his house and bought it. Yeah. So Nick did uh, you did triathlons? You you own mm-hmm. you were Batman at the Batman stunt Iron show. Iron Man triathlon. Iron Man triathlons. He was Batman at the Batman stunt show, which he still has that probably a two thousand dollar Batman outfit that he just wears for the old lady every now and again. I am your Batman. <laughs> I'm Batman. Did you have any speaking parts in that, or was it voice? No, over? it was all it was all voiced over. But what, the, what, let me tell you the funny thing about that though. When I went to Okay, we did. We I think we went through like first auditions when I got the part, and then you had to go back. And I thought we were going to have auditions, and I thought I didn't know that it was it was a soundtrack, right? So I thought it was all. So I went home and memorized the script, everything, oh and I was <laughs> I was already. Pra- I'm Batman. I had, it was all practiced <laughs> up and shit, and then they were like, "Oh yeah, it's all soundtrack." And I'm like, "Damn, so I know you just it. need me to wear a rubber suit and just." Pop wheelies and yeah. do dumb Can y'all not mic me? Trying to look cool. So, how many of your buddies were on that? Was it you, Ryan Dean? Was it me, Greg Moss, Ryan Sean Dean, Dukes? Greg Moss, Sean Dukes, Chris Wynn? Chris Wynn. Um, 
Aaron Day. Okay. Aaron Day, yeah. Yeah. Um, How many championships we got Loretta's out of all these guys? We got a few. How many did you contribute? Uh, if you yes, count mine, the zero. total, there's zero. 14 championships. <laughs> they had 14 and I had none. Yep. They had they had plenty. I had none. I, I hung around with some fast guys. Yep. I was never but a fast But did you guy, race man. and all this stuff and, like, ride all the Georgia tracks? Did, what did you do? Tell yeah, me I rode all – yeah, yeah, yeah. We would, I used to go with Kyle a bunch. Yeah, we it was would, so weird. Yeah, like, we would just randomly go – I mean, everywhere. Camp out and go do stuff and then – we disappear, not talk for a minute, and then come back, and then yeah, been bizarre. I mean, yeah, but I was, you know, I've always been into it, been around it. Um, and and I, I, I told people like we, why I thought this would work because you guys are like awesome storytellers. Like I can, we can come in here with zero prep. There is no prep. <laughs> we, I just say, hey man, like I, today, today, we I can might, come I, in say today with zero prep. Absolutely, and we yeah. can we can go. We can throw well, Phil Nicoletti in here, which we're going to do here shortly. So. Hang tight. We'll have plenty of stories with with uh, Philip. But, but you know, like with motocross too, I've always dug motor. Even when I was doing triathlons, and I did a few Ironman triathlons and Ironman distance triathlons. That's one hundred and forty point six miles. I mean, who's keeping but track? That, I'm just saying, like anybody. It listening. feeds a little bit of your moto, like your competitive desire, yeah. but nothing's as fun as nothing's directly. Nothing's like riding a motorcycle. Nope. Nothing. And I was thinking, I was watching F one the other day, and I was thinking about this. You know, motocross has got to be, like, the toughest. I'm not saying, you know, you hear people argue about the toughest sport, yada, yada. I know soccer's tough. Doing a freaking triathlon for 12 hours is tough. I mean, <laughs> like, everything's tough. But there's nothing that you have to watch from straight ahead to your peripheral vision. Like, an F1 track doesn't change every lap. Yes. You know, those guys hit their marks. That track's the same. It didn't change every lap. They don't have guys – they don't touch each other very much. They don't have guys cutting in front of them. They don't have that kind of – I mean, there's something about your brain that if you think about how amazing it is that you can – somebody can look at a – like a double or a triple, the distance. Oh, that's third gear wide open. And, and factor in, okay, that berm is blown. It's not nearly as smooth like it red bud. And yeah. you never ha- – they never – like – Somehow your brain figures out translate all this information. It's the feel, you and can yeah, feel but you, it. you but know you're also you take off if you're going to. It's make the it. feel and the timing, but then also you have to know what to, the speed of the bike. Like, how are you going to judge the speed, the RPM, all that? Like, your brain just does it. Like, there's one has like this all these graphs on the dash or whatever. Telling him that he's hitting his marks. Yeah, but or the, the difference with they motocross—they're not, not jumping shit. If you come up short in F one car, like there's, that's no. never been a thing. Yeah, I mean they could go too far into a corner and or get it whatever. Right. But you could do the same thing on a dirt bike. But they're not having to judge for track deterioration or a rider pushing them out. Or and they don't really talk about it. But sometimes it's up the face that you realize I'm not oh, going to make it. Not good. Yeah. Or I'm over jumping the heck out of this thing. Correct. Like, but you, how does your brain know to? Like, you know, like if you're jumping something on your feet, you're just jumping as far as you can. Like, you're not worried about flat landing. You're not worried about, you know, you don't want to come up short, but that's not really your choice. But I think we're showing how sucky we are. Like, I I just, I don't, I don't get that channel. I don't get it. Like, it just, but it it, it doesn't, like, especially for somebody that's never, that doesn't know the sport, it doesn't make sense that your brain's capable of that. Correct. That's what I'm saying. So, one of the things about quitting when I said, hey, man, it's 2000, I got 23rd at Loretta's, let's call it. One of the things when I started trying to ride again, I used to just go places and I would look at a jump and I'd be like, second gear wide open or third gear half throttle. I could look at it and I knew. 
that all went away and it never came back. I can jump most things pretty quickly, but some of it, there's no way to guess. Well, you know, it went away. And I the people that people. I know that are our age that like take some time off, especially the ones that were really fast, and they come back now and wind up busting their ass and getting hurt. Mm-hmm. Every one of them goes, you know what? I thought my timing was still there. And the timing it was I could do everything. There. But the time my time was off. Either I overjumped this or I came up short on this. He got some freak show like Mike Brown. That guy's a freak of <laughs> nature, man. But he's never stopped though. No. He, I mean, he, there's something to it. And everybody goes, "Oh, I'm going to Loretta's. I'm gonna handle some business." I'm like, there's Bro, no you're not way gonna you're gonna handle not, not Mike Brown in Tennessee. Not Mike Brown. You in can Tennessee. forget Mike Brown in Tennessee. Nine guys behind him are rocket ship fast. They are, but they're but he's lapping every one of them. Yeah, there's a there's a handful of guys like Josh Grant could go there and handle business, but he would have to get into that danger zone where he's like, "Fuck, I don't want to like." But he, he also had the world class speed. Correct. Yes, On he did. Certain days he's better than everybody he did, but, in the uh, world. But that's the level of rider it would take. Like you could be just a, you're in your career. Like I mean, we'll ask Phil Nicoletti. You talking like somebody say '96 B class champion, Georgia. <laughs> No. No, you're not. No, I'm not talking <laughs> okay, about Okay, I was just person. making sure. I, I mean, Mike. All right, not talking about those guys. I, I mean, Phil Nicoletti would have to scrap at Loretta Lens. And I would, we'll ask him here in a little bit. Like, if, if you knew you're going to Loretta Lens Can against Mike Brownie. Brown, that's, that's a, I mean, Mike Brown could jump right in there. I mean, I feel like I don't he know. could. I feel like I, Phil he probably could because he's right there. He's racing. He's in it, in it, in it. But like, take somebody that's just been out for a few years. Like, if, I think Jeff Emick's coming back. Yeah, he, he qualified. Good and luck. And are they similar in age, right? I mean, yeah, but yes. good luck. I, good I, luck. I'm pretty sure Mike Brown rode every class at the qualifier at Gainesville. Sure. Gatorback. He and, like, and lapped you twice, you said. <laughs> oh, that was my – hey, my timing was watching Brownie come around to lap me. Okay, all right, we're about <laughs> done now. The race and I should did be have, race should be. Yeah, I did have two motos where he didn't lap me twice. That's huge. And I was pissed about it, though, because – Now I got to ride another I lap. I had to ride another no, lap. But you rode great. You're like pulled that, over waiting on Brownie to come by so you can be finished in four laps. That was Kyle's uh, gauge yeah. at Loretta's in 96 when RC was in his class to not get lapped by. Yeah. To not get lapped by. That's Ricky. an accomplishment, man. Well, I can tell you this about three and a half, four laps in, and you hear, I mean, it's not like you don't know he's coming. You know, I mean, you're riding. You know this, specifically what's going Hey, buddy, I'm on your left, fella. Like, that's you're, what you you're, no, in the, no, you're no. It's like you're riding in the slow lane and a Hellcat's coming up. Yeah, and you hear that interstate. Rumble, you know what right? I mean? Yeah, you're like, fuck, here comes Isn't it wild when they come back? You're like, I'm going to drop in with him. No, you're not. No, you're not. You got two straightaways before it you don't see It doesn't matter if it's a drag race on smooth, like no. the perfect smooth soil. You're not, you're not wow, staying. How fast him. somebody goes by. You, you know, know, when he would come by me, or any of those guys that were super duper fast like that, <laughs> I, <laughs> I was extra careful not to whiskey throttle going in or in the yeah, next I section. I don't want to hurt anybody. You know what I mean? Because you do get on the gas a little bit. Like I would. Get out of the way! You I think, wasn't like, listen, I'm about and to I was step like, okay, so you kind of—I would get on the gas up. just to be able to watch him for a second. You know what well, I mean? This like, is cool. That's cool. Like I was, I was spectating, but then I was very aware that I didn't want to like whiskey throttle the next section and yeah, because you went way over your limit. Yeah, right? ghost just ride my bike. Yeah, just to watch him for two turns. Two turns. Yeah, I didn't want to. Dude, I went to Hyman Myers in Florida, and that is uh, it was one of the most advanced racetracks I've ever seen, and it was a part of the. The World World Cup, I guess. Not the World Cup. Hyman Myers? Hyman Myers, Tallahassee, Florida. is Awesome. Awesome track, man. Oh, I never even heard of yeah, it. Yeah, they were done super mid-90s probably, but they uh, Brian Swink was there, and I remember rolling into my practice. I'm like, oh, shit. 257, I think was his number. I could be wrong, but 
He gets out there. I got lapped by in practice by that dude, and I crashed two times pulling out of the track. Like I hit the <laughs> fence and I pulled and I picked my bike up and I ran into the fence again. Why I was so are you tired. hitting fences? I don't know, dude. Just <laughs> just getting out because it was like a you know you pull out of like a or pull out of like a. In, it's like a fence for a dugout, and it's like a zigzag yeah, yeah, dump yeah. thing. And it's I like can picture that. way tight for a tiny little guy on a one twenty five that can barely touch. You right. tip over. Oh, I'm yeah. like, Come on. Okay, that makes then sense. Then I crank the bike up, and I'm all crooked. And I go, rawr, rawr, and I just I have no speed because I'm at eighteenth gear. And it goes, brrr, and it falls <laughs> over again. I'm like, what an idiot! And I'm, on a on a nineties one twenty five that has no no power. power. On a fresh, no, it's a fresh eighty eight one twenty five. But it, and then Kyle and Ken are back there going, that's my brother. It had a toggle <laughs> switch for <laughs> a throttle. <laughs> Yes, it did. Right. It was either on and really doing something, yes. or it was or bogging and doing yet. nothing. What a dork. Well, I rode that uh, 85 kegs, 120. No, it's 86 kegs, 125. Yes. When Kevin and I went today in the dirt down south a couple years ago, and like I'd go into a corner and like, you have to make it so you have to try to kill it yes in order to go fast you have to try to blow it up yep. if you're trying to blow it up it'll actually go fast hey the good thing about that one though is the uh or the track was that the sand was about two feet deep and it worked out well for my suspension because it had no nitrogen in the shock and if it had been any any hard you spots on the track somewhere it would, if there had been any hard spots on the track at all it would have just pitched me like I was kind of like these XR shocks. That I you, was basically riding on a set of forks with no. Uh, yeah, it's a great segue. A set so, of forks. So, so a few shows, a couple of shows, I guess. Only been two shows, right? Well, all I know is Nick went on vacation and nobody put motorcycles in his garage. <laughs> he went. He went on a relaxing. We, we got to go the back. Beach. We got to go back. For those that have not listened to the show, I think we just talked about. Three motorcycles and buying some matching motorcycles. Hey man, what wouldn't that be cool? Let, I think an '86 XR250 would be an awesome idea. And I'm, for me, it has been a fun journey. <laughs> oh, I'm sure because your garage, because you're not in it. So Nick, all you had to do is document it. Yes. So so the next all he had day, to do is think of it. He didn't yes, I came it. up with the idea. So the next day, Nick Nick sends his driver to a couple different states. God dang, everywhere in the to, southeast to pick up three identical. Red, white, and blue, by God, American-made, hey, not really. American. <laughs> XR 250s. Japanese-made. Yes. That just pride of America. Pride of America. So then we just wheel them things and ghost ride them into John's garage. They crash into shit, and they go, all right, bro. <laughs> Fix these up. Fix these some bitches. Make them up. safe. Because we are going to mid-Ohio, yep. and that is where we're going to start. Get, vintage get, motorcycle days. Yeah, vintage motorcycle days, man. I cannot stress enough. This is our version of Mammoth. This is our version of the funnest, cool. It's it's as, it is it's cool. as good as anything else. It's as good as any race I go to, and it's so different that I, and I just love it for how different it I is. I joined the Vintage Motorcycle Days Facebook, Facebook group as you should. And dude, there's some anger there's, on there. Okay? They need these ticket information. Uh, the, the, sans the down. you know sans the ticket information problem, like that everybody's way overstressed about. It, I think they're I very nervous about. I, I, it. I know, like it's. But there's have, no competition that means nothing. Nothing. No, it's just for fun. No, nothing here. Most of these people probably racing. They're like, my goddamn tickets haven't shown up. Well, it's two weeks away. <laughs> what do you care? They're so when worried you go about to a these concert, tickets. I'll buy that bitch the day before. I know. I'm like, when are you going to need these tickets? Right, right when you get to yeah. the Yeah, day. they're That's... three weeks out bitching about their tickets. Yeah. I went to the Bahamas last week. Bought tickets 30 minutes. <laughs> on Tuesday and planned the trip on the previous Wednesday. Perfect. Yes. Perfect. 
Worked and then you got on Facebook and vented on Mid Ohio's mm, group about my tickets. About so, my tickets, but anyway, people are into this this vintage motorcycle. Well, check it out on thing. Facebook, Vintage Motorcycle Days. It's a thing, man. It is a it is a thing. It's Forget about huge. the one percent of the doofuses that stress out about it because there's nothing to stress about. It's you drink beer, you hang out with your buddies, you watch the motorcycles see, from your childhood in action. All of them, and I've done that. I've walked around. I'm like. I sent pictures to Kyle. I'm like, dude, there's that shitty Look KD80. Look at that KD80, man. There's Ken's 125. There's yeah. our FA50. Here's a microfish from Team Kyle. Like I'm Kawasaki I want to see the barrel racing shit, man. I'm that ready. is mind-boggling. You can race anything that has a gas engine short of a car. Yeah. You know we're going to race every one of them. I'm not bar- I'll barrel. I'll race. Y'all have a lot of faith in these motorcycles, man. I will. I'll, I have, so, this attitude is two shows in a row. Like, listen to what happens. Okay. You ever watched so Han it, Solo talk to the Millennia Falcon? I've heard it. It's right. He's pissed. So, he's pissed. Yeah, but he's like, come on, baby. Come on, baby. Talk sweet to that thing. So, dude. listen. You bought all the parts. So, we had. Anyway, Nick buys the bikes, wheels them over to your house. He goes on vacation. And, and y'all obviously know something about me. Because I'm like, man, I should have just let. I should have let them put Oh, if it was up to me and Kevin, they'd still be in the back of my truck. All right, so. (laughs) Making cool videos. Y'all obviously know something about me, because I'm like, I can't ride these if they look like hell. I can't ride these if they got parts messed up on them. I can't ride these if they're not, (laughs) if I didn't put the wrenches on them. So I go in there, like, let me ask you a question. If you see a Phillips head bolt on a bike, do you think, oh, I should put 3,000 foot-pounds of torque on this bolt because it's a Phillips head. No, it's going to blow out. Who in the hell are these people working? Well, number one, they're people who paint bikes with goddamn bear eggshell premium rollers. rollers. I I think think you're giving a little too much credit for bear paint. Eggshell. Let's be real. Eggshell, dog. They didn't go to bear. It ain't bear. It's damn Sears or some bullshit paint, dude. It was left over from a job. The overspray from all this paint. And I'm just like... I've owned a million motorcycles. I have never painted a motorcycle with house paint. Ever. And I've never torqued the living hell out of a Phillips bolt. Little How do you ones. even do that? Little with bitty How ones. do you do that? And then, like, okay, 8 millimeter. Let's say it's an 8 millimeter. Are you thinking, get me that extension handle. I want to really tighten really this get, damn thing. I need thing. some leverage on Who this. Who are these people with these massive arms just... Over tightening tiny bolts. Put the foot pegs on. Put a little Loctite on. <laughs> yeah. The rule of thumb: if the bolt's extension. tiny, it's tiny for a reason. They don't need to be tiny. They would have put some grade eight <laughs> caterpillar shit in there if it needed it. It don't need grade eight caterpillar. So John's having to go through these bikes. He's got all these parts, a pile of parts, which I just gave you some love the other day on our Instagram. Oh, so many parts, dude. And I don't ever just put it on one bike. So just imagine, there's three it's motorcycles. It's all in triplicate. Yes. Let's change rear tires, three of them. Let's change three front tires. Suspension's gone somewhere, right? Yeah, thankfully. Shane Fenwick, tool barn up there in Chatsworth, was very willing to take these on. And I love Shane. We battled for years in the B class in the mid-'90s. and um, But I just, I was blown away. Like, these motorcycles, man, the things that were done to them. I have owned motorcycles for years. I've never had a seat cover that's missing like eight pieces. Like someone took some sort of chisel and cut Cupped shapes. It, out. it was RC. Of, it was Ricky to get that thing scooped out I, so you could sit uh, down. I'm like, when anything on my motorcycles got messed up, I changed it. It looks like they pulled it behind a boat to get Bro. a shark to breach. And yeah, yeah, they're like, let's just drag this These XR. bikes were put together with wick funds. 
Well, all right. That's a great explanation. I mean, that's who's riding these if damn things. If you're on wick and yes. you are over-tightening Phillips heads and, that, and you got to do what you got to do, dog. For instance, nobody makes plastic for these things except Mayer. And you're like, hey, man, look, shiny plastic. It's nice-looking plastic, and it's the exact same shape. Let's put it on. Well, every- We ain't going to worry about your holes now. We'll let you figure out where much you want. No. Because we figure you're putting it on a bike. Somebody might have drilled out a couple of spots for different- Yeah, there might be extra yes. holes somewhere. <laughs> so they don't want to take- We but don't want to just assume- They drill the rear fender, and the bolts are perfect. So Beautiful. you just bolt that rear right up. They well, got when lasers you get to the and fronts, shit. They got lasers, man. The front- Pick no, it. it's not drilled. So I you, know. That's what you You saw, take you your old fender and you sit it inside the new fender and you mark it with a Sharpie and then you drill it out. Well, they have these little anti-crush sleeves that go in the fender to keep you from taking your 8-millimeter bolt and putting 8,000 foot-pounds of torque and, and actually smashing through the plastic. Sure. These little crush sleeves, they're too long. So if you tighten all your bolts down, the goddamn fender's got eight inches of wobble left so and right. So you got some damn washers well, on these. Don't, no. get, the, don't so, get the front fenders too tight because when we race the flat track events, we're going to have to take them off. <laughs> take yeah, so AMA Vintage Motorcycle Days, they have the road race portion, flat track, trials, hair scrambles, and motocross. And Nick will enter. I think it will. Did you say hair scrambles? Yes. Okay. You know, yeah. I thought about this. They, all jokes aside, they're probably – a, Jokes ass. That was a, some serious. Do we have to have a license to road race? No, I I asked Mike Burkeen about that. He did not believe there was a road. A I don't road think race so. License. Especially like in the 125 class. You remember like people used to road race those MB 50s? Yes. Yeah. And I know you didn't have to have a license for that. There you go. So you're gonna ride mid Ohio where they have just had like F1 cars, not F1, but like they have Indy real deal road racing. Shit. Yes. And then you get to ride a. They're gonna get mad if these XRs blow up and oil gets on the well, track. We might have I've to... heard them raise uh, cane uh, about that. Uh, that ain't happening. Yeah, but so. That's my dog. I That's think we. Dog. I dog think tail. we sign. I may just have to sign up for a, for a road race, like whatever class it is, and then we'll just have to buy something to race while we're I there. knew you were gonna say that, and I totally feel like this is what's gonna happen. We're going to get up there <laughs> Nick's gonna buy a road on Thursday, spot. and Nick's going to be like, you know, man, I mean, that XR, is a, it's a compromise. There's an Interceptor over there, Freddie Spencer yes. Interceptor. I, I saw somebody on that. The they somebody, they posted a 500. I'm bringing this. Hey, the, the, this guy's going to race. He's going to buy a damn street. <laughs> the first time I ever rode a street bike was probably. Road Atlanta. I bought three of them. No, listen. <laughs> we I went to I went with a buddy of mine. I was uh, I don't I was either fifteen or sixteen, and a friend that I raced motocross with, his brother raced road race, and so he was going to Rockingham, Virginia, to race road race, and didn't have anybody to go with him. It's on like a Friday. This my whole life, but so you know, he's it like, came. you got two thousand dollars for tires. I'm racing. <laughs> he said, you know, it was like a Friday afternoon at three o'clock. And he of said, course. hey, you want to go to Virginia? Help me <laughs> drive to Virginia on a Friday. So I was yeah. like, sure. Of so we jumped in the car. I got, hey, I was like, I drove 55 miles an hour pretty much the whole way. He was sleeping, right? 16 years old. One section in Virginia, like this car was doing like 45. And I stepped on the accelerator, went around him, got up to like 68. Hey, hey, hey. Woo. Pulled over. Really? Got a got fucking ticket. Please. Yes. This sucked. He paid the ticket for me. As he and should. then, uh. You didn't say she was mowing with a push but, mower. By God, I did. He I? was like, no, no riding. It's only four. five acres, guys. Yes. <laughs> I'd never been on a street bike. We get up there, and he rides his, like, first practice. And he comes in. He goes, you want to ride it? Oh, my like, gosh. 
Yeah, man, this sounds sure. like a good plan. This is a good idea, right? So There's not too much I testosterone. Get on Interceptor 500. Never been on a street bike. Put his leathers on, and then, I mean, when I say leathers, I mean this. Like, They're real. Yeah. Arthur Fonz are really fucking leather suit, hey. and go out on this track and like the infield part. I'm just crawling because I'm like, okay, get to feel this thing. You get out on the oval. <laughs> I just hold it. And I think we'd only do like 120. I don't care. That's still only 120. Fast. 120 or 130. It's it like don't even hurt when you crash. No, but listen, I'm up there and I'm like, and I think I'm killing it. So they had an Interceptor 500 class, right? And that's what you had. Everybody had Interceptor 500s. Well, they also had just started that GSXR class. And so there were guys riding like GSXR 1000s or 1100s, whatever the fuck they were then. Well, the bike I was on would do like 125. Those would do 212. Those yes. would, yeah. They, <laughs> I don't know how, what they would do, but those guys would buzz by you like on the, I mean. Yeah. They're just like, hold still, hold still. Hold almost still. as fast as Mike Brown passed me. Yes. <laughs> just about. It was a similar feeling. Yeah. And but listen, y'all shut all that down. Dumb anti-crush washers that go in XR200 fenders. <laughs> I had to take each of those and hook them in a vice grip and get on the bench grinder and grind them down to the proper thickness. Because that's what we expected out of John Wall. I'm not going to put them fenders on wobbling, and I ain't putting washers. The one thing I didn't do was pretty them up. Like, they got new plastic, and they're going to have all new graphics. And it's, does the AMA even allow the number zero? Like, I kept thinking. Who's going to be zero? We well, are. there's a zero, double zero, and a triple zero. I uh, mean, you got aught, double aught, and triple aught. <laughs> way I look at it, that's an official AMA I think number. I, whatever. Do you think the AMA will care? This, these bitches, you roll in through tech inspection. You get a legit <laughs> I know. octagon-shaped tech inspection sticker like they did back in the day, which is one of my favorite parts, watching 500 of these dudes roll through tech inspection. A lot of those factory mechanics will just leave stuff off and see. Just see. See what you check. See if they catch it. Right. No brake lever. Hey, so, so I want to, uh, this is not really a rank them, but before we get, and this is brought to you by uh, Lever Skins again. Thanks. Big shout out to Big those guys for hooking it up, man. Lever Skins, and they also make uh, grip tape for skateboards. Same Were they shit. related to Lizard Skins? No? No, I don't think so. So this segment has brought you by Lever by Skins. By Lever Skins. Yeah, they make grip tape for uh, skateboards and for your fingers to... Grab your brakes or whatever. But so shout out to them. Big money, big time sponsor. You know how many board. times my fingers just slip you know, off. Right. You try to grab a handful oh, of brake. If and only I had some Your fingers hands. just slip off. Yeah, man. That, so they're uh, we're ta- we're in negotiation with, gloves you got with helmet yeah. skins to get those that handled out as well. So on those muddy days, you can pull that pantyhose tear offs uh, helmet skins over your helmet. Those are really cool. I really love the skull and bone crossbones. Those are super hot looking. Underrated look. Very. A lot of years, yep. a lot, they didn't get as much traction they as you would have. think. <laughs> you would have thought. Yeah. Um, so my rank them, or whatever you want to call it, is the motocross donations. Not really, but your top three guys you want to drink a beer with. So it's not going to be your fastest guy, but it would be like, dude, this guy is cool as shit. So pick three moto guys you would love to. And, and Now, what would be cool is if it's three guys plus you and watch them interact. So you can just kind of sit okay. back. So, so there can you go. I, I pick my round Yeah, table. go for it, man. All right, number one, he's dead, but I want to talk to Danny Chandler, and I want to know about 1982 and how the heck he won all four motos when it was motocross and trophy donations. And he got stung by a bee, and afterwards he's getting injections because his throat's swelling closed, and they're like, he's doing drugs, he's doing drugs, in a foreign language. Right. They're screaming that. Um, I, I would also like to talk to Paul Malin, Wow, he beat Jeff Emig. 
Very, very educated. He beat Jeff Emig. I think it was 92. You're talking about crushing beers with these guys, just having a great yeah, time. I want to be like, dude, you smoked Jeff Emig. Because right. Paul Malin, I mean, they say he was really good. Mm-hmm. He's the announcer for the GPs. Yep. But was he Jeff Emig good? It's like. For a day. For that day is what the story is, is right. he rode out of his skin, okay? So the other one I want to hear about is Ron Lachine, 1988, uh, France. And undoubtedly, he went out all night long the night before. Is that when he breaks his finger? No, no, that was Steel City. Okay. Uh, This he won. DeCoster told me. I asked DeCoster, "What's the fastest you've ever seen somebody ride?" Ron Lachine, nineteen eighty-eight, France, MXDN. I've heard that story too. Uh, But undoubtedly, they were very nervous on race day because Lachine never came home, and he rolls in, gets out of a car, some girl driving, and rolls in in time for (laughs) practice. I want to know about that. Tell so, me about what happened right there. I don't care about the race. So, again, it's Malin. Danny Danny Chandler yep. for 82. Yep. Paul Malin, I think, for 92. And Lachine for 88. I love the motocross donations. I'm going to France this year. I'm, I'm scared that I'm going to get killed in some kind of riot. That's a risk we're taking, man. Just but go. I think it's worth it, Just too. Go. It's, yeah. I'm hey, going. That's a risk we're willing to take. Yeah, we're always willing to <laughs> I always had this goal. Thank you for being willing. The risk we're willing to take to I send always, you there as our yeah. correspondent. I always had this goal. I said, man, when I'm like 50, I'm going to the motocross donations no matter no where matter. it's at. Right. Well, here you go. And here I am. I'm He's 50. got an expendable income. He can do whatever he wants. Nick, yours? Um, I would have to go with Lachine, too, probably. I think Lachine uh, would, would be a, a good one. Crushing beers. Telling stories, telling all the stories. Yeah, we all want the all the stories. All of them. The night before stories. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the night before stories. And then I always thought it would be cool to just talk to Chuck's son, man, because he was like. Heck yeah. It would be such a different kind of perspective, I thought. Yep. You know? Yep. That, that dude. And then There's if some you, people going, who? 81 500 national right, champ. Son. There was a jump named after him. It was Shugel Forever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The Chuck's son. And then. Um, I would. I don't even care who it was, but like the oldest, uh, like gnarliest European guy you can think of, whoever that Mikola. is. Mikola. Mikola. I just immediately Hacking think of Hikey Mikola. Yeah. There's some gnarly dudes back there. Yeah. When was Piers Carsmaker? Carsmakers. They're all in that same. So he's era. early seventies. He won an American championship. I'd like to talk to him. Just yeah, to be I, like, that's dude, what I, I, I think. Three. Why I think did you leave? Piers Carsmaker would be one too. Like. Just somebody gnarly just to hear there. Was Dave Arnold his mechanic? I think he was. This is like 74, 75, I don't know. somewhere in there. Yeah. Dave Dave Arnold was his mechanic, I think. I may be wrong. Somebody's yelling right now. But I'd like to talk to Dave Arnold. I'd like to hear his side of the story. You know, I'd like to hear DeCoster's side of the story because he, he talked about Lachine in 88 being the fastest he's ever seen sure. someone ride a motorcycle. But he also was very worried why my rider didn't come home last night. Right. We're in France. Where were you at? Could you imagine some party scene going on in a foreign country? You've spent way more than you budgeted because nobody budgets for the motocross donations. I'll tell you who I would like to have. I'm talking about just beer drinking, shit talking, sniffing glue. So I'm going to go, A, Bob Hanna, tell me all the good stories. 78, Geldorf. German. Not even that. I'm talking about all the bullshit, like all the <laughs> shit talk. I got three, and I, I almost have four. I'm going to go Bob Hanna, Jimmy Weiner, probably Damon Bradshaw. I want to hear all those three because 
Jimmy Weiner would put beer on his bread. He told us on our show he'd drink a half a beer before a moto and just go talk to guys. And, like and just breathe on them. Like, fucking Jimmy Weiner drinking before a race. Like, I, that he shit would also write songs and play them on a guitar, making fun of his competitors I've heard and that. go play it yeah. for them. That's funny as what shit. The heck? Bob Hanna has, uh, I mean, there's just stories of him and his Polaroids of doing stuff to other riders' chicks. Like, I yeah, just love that gnarly. shit. Gnarly. I mean, so <laughs> I think those three guys would be pretty, pretty fun just to have beers with and just like, look, this doesn't leave the room. Just tell me. Everything of all the rivalry things you've ever done because you didn't like somebody. Oh, they were you never very had petty. Polaroids of their girlfriends. No, no, they did back then. We uh, did not. Have, well, Nick no. did. <laughs> Nick did. Nick did. Nick has VHS Video. Of punching people in the face. Whatever. Right. So. Yeah, I, that's a good rank them. That's a solid uh, yeah. thing. And I, you know, I just love the motocross donations, man. I that race and the energy that it, it is that it rivals. I mean, there's no rival. It like rivals for me, probably soccer and stuff in foreign countries, yeah, it, right? The, the best sporting event I've ever done was was Bud's Creek. Oh, hands down, unbelievable. Was, hands down, it, it didn't Where, rain. What so. part of France is it in? Ernay. So it's Bud's south Creek. of uh, Bud's Creek, <laughs> Bud's Creek yeah. Maryland, France. It's a, uh, <laughs> it's south of Paris. I think French two and Lake. a half hours. Yeah, it's right. in French Lake. <laughs> French Lake. Oh wow, home of uh, Larry Bird. I got. Let's call. When is it? When are you going? What are you? you it's in October. Looks like it's Nick, like a day trip. It turned into twelve. Tw- go the, the day before if you just Nick remind will book him it the day, the day before. before. Yeah. I'll just be like, hey man, get your tickets. Okay. We fly tonight. Uh, October. I want to say twelfth. I don't have my calendar in front of me. Somewhere around there. How long are you staying? Twelve days. But I'm going to France and Ireland and London. I, my neighbor's from Ireland. Here we go. He loves snorkeling. He likes to get in the ocean and go snorkeling. Snorkeling. Yeah, do some snarkling. Yo. Who do I have? Is this Amar or is this Phil Nicoletti or is this Nicole? No. Well, you almost got Amar because Phil Nicoletti was about to check out of the building. Dude, I, I get it, man. We were are 20 minutes late. Are you saying we're late? We're, we are definitely are late. late yeah, you guys are late by 20 minutes. Why would we be late? As you put, I, as he puts I, I, I fireball As I drink down. fireball. <laughs> Fireball might be a part of it. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time is not 8.20 Eastern Standard Time. You're, you're well, up. here it is, 8.21. You're accurate on that. We are late. Yeah. Oh, trust me. I know you're late. <laughs> but it's all right. I'll sit around and I'll wait for you boys. It's cool. I got nothing fucking better. <laughs> yeah. yeah, nothing else was going on. Wait, what did they have no. you doing? Are you on the end of a weed eater for eight hours, or what the hell do they have you doing? Uh, no, I was actually uh, pretending I was on uh, baby daycare duty, so hanging out with Amart's little boy. Yeah. Um, had a busy day. Yeah, we had a busy day today. We're up at FXR. Um, they had a little ride day, so literally I just got the mill bill about, I don't know, 40 minutes ago, and I forgot that. I don't have service down here, so that's why I'm on Amart's phone at the moment. Dude, man, I appreciate you making arrangements and letting us squeeze or squeezing us in your busy day because I know there's a lot of weed, yeah. weed killing, mowing, a lot of shit you have to do tomorrow. Yeah, there's there's not enough money in this world to make me weed eat around this property. No. <laughs> so, How long does that I'm take? Out. Oh, it's 90 uh, hours, right? Uh, I have no idea because I will. I never done it, and I will never do it. So that's why um, you race dirt bikes. That's why you like, as long as I can stay on a dirt bike and not on a weed eater. Success. I would hardly call what I do anymore racing a fucking dirt bike, but I'm, a, I'm I ride a dirt bike. Racing might be a little bit different, but we're. <laughs> but either uh, way, it keeps yes. you from weed eating. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I'm gonna keep faking, faking riding a dirt bike just so I can uh, prolong the weed eating process. Dude, so like I know you're you don't want to think about it, but what do you foresee yourself doing? Like 
Yeah, but you, uh, do you have any I, skills as a human being other than riding a dirt bike? Uh, no, not not really, to be honest with you. And I, like I said, I really don't have skills much riding a dirt bike. <laughs> so I just kind of fell into some stuff somehow, some way. So, uh, no, I plan on staying in the industry. I'm going to race one more year for sure, though. Um, you know, and uh that's kind of my plan but afterward but yeah i i i kind of have stuff in the works already kind of set in motion so yeah i'm looking forward to that as well so it'll be here before i know it go back up there to new york and maybe become a policeman or yeah well i mean i I, yeah i kind of had that always in the works kind of be a prison guard or whatever because i bought property up in new york you know um many years ago and i've just hung on to it i know but I've kind of, I've been in Charlotte for, I don't know, 10 years now. So that's kind of my home away from home. So eventually I will plan to move back there because I want to raise, you know, family and kids and stuff on property and stuff like that. I don't want to raise my kids in the city. So New York be a little bit better for that. I know it's quite liberal, but um, it's not, not bad from to the raise town you came from, though. How do you say no, you're, it, that hometown? How do you spell uh, it? Uh, yeah, it's uh, Krushekton. So Ooh. I live uh, a mile and a half. Yeah, a mile and a half from the original Woodstock, 1969. Oh, that's so. cool. Is it out in the middle yeah. of absolute nowhere? Is it like rural? Yeah, 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 it's like it's 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 in middle New York, but it is quite nice because, uh, and then like ever since COVID happened, all the city slickers decided to get out of the city because yep. they found out it sucks, and they kind of moved out <laughs> seventy miles north up by us, and uh, yeah, a lot of millionaires are kind of moving into the area and making yeah. old city buildings nice again. So it's kind of cool. cool, and they still Heck have yeah. yeah, they still have yeah, they still have huge concerts in you know, where the Woodstock Emporium and everything is. So, so that's um, still there that's, where the concert Oh yeah. Is. Yes. Yes. It's a, yeah, it's huge. They built a huge, they don't use the exact field just right off to the side. They built a huge amphitheater and everything. Oh, wow. So that's cool. Yeah. 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 I think you should go so. ride your dirt bike there. Yeah. Surely nothing would happen. Yes. Just make a video. No, I no. mean, but how cool would that be just to be like, Woodstock, I don't know what would be more cool the 20 years to life or ripping around Woodstock. So, yeah. hey, Phil, what don't was it like to, there? What don't was listen it? to us, <laughs> yeah, don't go to jail for us. But what was it like <laughs> there as a kid? I mean, was it like farmland and you were growing up out in the yeah, country? where did you have to go ride dirt bikes? Like, what track? So I grew basically I had my own private track. It was more like a goat trail, but uh, I grew up on six acres, but my grandmother was next door and she had 46 and that's the property that I okay. actually bought. Um, oh, so I bought awesome. the you know, property I grew up on. Um, so yeah, I always had a track there, but it's, you know, kind of rinky dink or whatever, but I was always able to ride after school and whatnot, but I grew up, you know, like district 34 um i had a bunch of good little local tracks around and a lot of local talent that was pretty decent so um it was really i i was really fortunate enough because i'm the oldest of five so my parents couldn't take me you know back then there was no training facilities and this and that and they couldn't take you riding every day so i was very fortunate to have my own little practice track where i could at least ride so who was your who was your guy like was uh carlo cohen a thing back then david yezik scott uh, chic uh dude i mean yeah we had scotty sheik i mean doug henry used to come down and ride uh barry carson Danny oh, yeah. plots yep. um kurt mcmillan like all these guys like i the northeast was full what yep. i mean full of like og vet riders that all were like national you know top 30 national number holders back in the early 90s and stuff mm-hmm. like that like i had some 
badass guys. I mean, Bruce Stratton, like, oh, God, I could go on and on. So Just gritty um, and greasy as shit. Yes, yes. So they were... Uh, they were a lot of men denim. of men, so yeah, yeah. a lot of denim <laughs> they were, and they were Mountain not, Dews. Yeah, they were not they were not scared. So it was actually kind of crazy because the Club MX truck this weekend was right across from Barry Carson and his kid, and it's just like it's weird to see, you know, Barry with his kid, and I remember his kid was just a, literally a baby when <laughs> I was on eighties and stuff. You know, like I, I just it's just weird how the times change. Time flies. Yeah, you man. got perspective now. And me and John, we were talking about your career, and I'm like, dude, if you were to go up to a kid, and go, hey, would you want to be a professional and have the longevity? Like, dude, it's weird to say, but you've been at it for a minute. Like, what? Oh six, you turn pro? That's freaking dumb. I announced all yeah. your amateur shit, yeah. like Loretta, yes. Whitney, Oakill, all that dumb shit. And I'm like, I remember your name, and I'm like, I. I always try to guess. I'm like, do I think this guy, do I think this dude, do I think he will make it? And I'm like, eh, I don't know. But then then there's those guys like Clark Styles. I, I, I used him as, like, you're kind of like the Clark Styles. You just fucking figured it out and got better and better. Mm-hmm. It's just odd. It's weird. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, the first couple of years of my career, the first four years were definitely not good because you get on teams that are shitty and there's shitty teams in our sport. And if you don't get – on the right team with the right people, you can kind of get sent down this path when, you know, it's really hard in our sport to claw your way out of it. But I was fortunate enough to where I had a couple of people that helped sponsor me um, and keep me going and allowed me to develop over some time. And, um, you know, 2013, like after the 1110 stuff, it finally just started, you know, snowballing into better and better things. And, uh, yeah, I mean, by the time I was 25, it's just like, you know, was finally I don't know how you say it. Had some stature, I guess you could say. Um, just a normal top ten guy and the whole nine. So, um, yeah, just uh, it's been a long r- ride. And there ain't no doubt about it. But um, yeah, I wouldn't think I'd be around this long if you asked me back in 2009, so 2008. What, John, you know? John and I were also talking. Like, what made you think? Like, it was. It's going to take five years for me to get to that point. But like, dude, I'd have, I'd have quit so fucking quick. Like after. Just shitty <laughs> turn pro going into a recession that that had to have yeah. affected your offers. But like, so you did you have in your head like I am better than my results are showing because we looked at the results all the way through the years and then finally it just it hits and it starts happening. Yeah, yeah. I mean, something's you know it's it's hard every you know. Or did you, you just not want to run a weed eater? Uh, well, so it's funny story. So after like 08, 09, 2010, 2011, I got to go to Australia and I finally made some money, you know, it's like 90 K, you know, Mm. at the end of it. And it's just like, finally, all right, I'm a 21 year old kid. I kind of made, I made some money, you know, like the first couple of years, I was only making 35, 40 grand a year. And it's just like, dude, you know, you, you don't save anything at that point in time, you know, after Mm. taxes and rent and everything and living in California. So after 2011, it was good, but I got banned. I couldn't go back to Australia because I had a two year deal to go back. And I came home and I told my dad, I'm like, I, I think it's over. Like, um, I think it's time just to get a real job and, uh, take the money I use in Australia maybe start putting it down toward a house and this and that. And he told me, he goes, listen, dude, he's like, you're only, you're 21. Give it another two years before you decide you got your whole life ahead of you. You can go do work another normal job two years from now, you know, now it's not going to kill you. And he's just like, try to try it a little bit longer. And I'm, I'm glad I did. And it, it all kind of 
work out you know what i mean so um and it's hard when you when you're around guys like Stroop, busy and canard and these sorts of guys that are making half a million dollars a year and you're there penny pinching on 50k it's kind of a tough pill to swallow um but throughout the years you know here we are 15 16 years later and it's uh come around tenfold still doing it yeah yeah still performing yep. like i yeah it's impressive yeah. man yeah. no i mean i know yeah, you, i mean i know you fell three times trying to get back on your bike and randy richardson was <laughs> super dick about that that was funny as hell but i know how tired yeah. I, like you just looked exhausted after that yeah, I, I was. My legs were completely. If I could feel my legs, I wouldn't have fell over. But I couldn't. I literally. <laughs> I had a half a lap to go after doing two. I basically two thirty-seven minute motos at Southwick and whatever however hot it was there because it's ridiculous. And uh, yeah, it was game over. As soon as I fell and I went to get up, it all just like hit me. You know. Yeah, um, I know AC had yeah, some was... problems and another guy had some issues. So I mean, the heat is mm-hmm. no deal. And I know mm-hmm. you guys. I don't even like to joke about it because it's it's a real deal. So. Um, I, you can't prepare for that. Like you can drink as much water as you can. You just don't know when it's going to happen. No. And, and honestly, like I've raced, you know, through my career, I've raced races that are, have been that hot or even hotter and you know, I've been fine, but yeah, freestone, for instance, I mean, I've raced some at Bud's Creek that are ridiculous. I mean, even Unadilly, you think New York, it's been absolute scorchers. Um, but I, I'm still trying to come back from an injury. So like, I don't have a whole lot of time still developed. So my body's not fully there yet so it can't completely handle the workload and again i'm 34 years old too i'm not 26 or 27 to where i can recover as good as i used to um you know i never thought i'd say that because i sound like a puss but uh it's a real thing age 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 hurts yeah no it does change you You know know, like i mean i I agree you go into like you you get to that point where you're gonna go up a jump and you're you're like okay i'm gonna stand and your legs don't stand up but your brain does yeah (laughs) no i yeah well that's exactly what it sounds like i'm like trying to my mind's trying to tell me to get up off the seat i'm like my fucking legs aren't allowing me to (laughs) you know or my lower back so it's kind of uh yeah it's just one of those things but it's you know, when I'm younger, you know, I could be able to ride on a Tuesday like today, but I'm still suffering and I'm still tired from Saturday. Whereas, yeah. you know, like if I was 25, I'd be able to ride today and tomorrow. But so I just you can really feel I, it, and then it does change your week's activities. Right? Yeah, but are yeah, you? It sounds yeah. like you're more wiser to the fact that your body's not cooperating. So you got to give yourself that extra day. And maybe back in the day, you would have pushed through, and then you dehydrated and kind of put yourself behind the eight ball going into the next race. Yeah, I mean, it's just I don't know. I age is a huge thing and i'm not saying like i've i've passed my peak but in my peak i could handle the workload i just it can't handle the workload i can't handle the extra three hours that i used to be able to you know if i could have a 10-hour week back you know when i was 25 now it's only a seven-hour week you know and vice versa so it's just time management and and trying to figure out how the workload is and especially now at this point in the season it's just like we got red butt south with millville and washington and it's four in a row and it's a lot of traveling and it's a lot of stress and it's just like that that all accumulates on top you know so people don't realize but you know the travel and the stress of racing is almost just as hard as actual racing it's itself workout, yeah. Um, yeah it's maturity. a workout so. you've developed yeah maturity. yeah so it's uh yeah there's a lot of factors so um you know but like i said i i would rather stroke out and die on southwick and feel that than being injured like i was in february right. march and april you know, yeah i keep seeing couch, you, so. you talk about that man like being injured and 
the severity of that stuff can mentally just blow you away. You know, that's a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of stress. Those, I mean, like you said, those weeks in a row. I think I'm just going to fire off an email. I think that they need to make uh, cannabis and steroids legal, man, just to ease that pressure. <laughs> Like you recover yeah. a lot, you know you re- they make steroids legal. You, you recover escape, a lot quicker. Yes, right. The escape and then the you anxiety. Get just worry yeah, about it. chill some of that anxiety yeah. out. I think. I mean, I don't see a problem at all. No, nah. Yeah, I, they, they'll could, probably could, one email should get that legalized. I, I think. Sure. What's why? Yeah, I'm okay with I'm okay with the cannabis, but <laughs> maybe the uh, uh, the maybe steroids the and stuff not so just much. Dude's yeah, that's kind of yeah yeah because I I still enjoy the. Yeah, I still enjoy the training part of it, and I'd like to, you know, you, you can't, you can't not train in our sport. You know what I mean? And um, in our sport, if you have someone who does train and then does do that as well, it's just like you know, you get someone that's superhuman. Like you get like a Jeremy Martin who's an actual mutant physically, yeah. and you get give him some sort of you know EPO or whatever it is. Like you know, you'll never touch those dudes. Yeah, he's ever already again, a mutant. You know? So now we're gonna make him yes, a super mutant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's vampire kinda... one of the guys from the Tour de France is going on right now. Yeah, just take their blood. Take take care of some of their blood. Can I borrow Yeah, it? spin it around and inject it back yeah, into man. me. See yeah, what a happens. A few hundred million you know? red blood cells. <laughs> well, Kevin kinda asked you, Phil, like, hey man, what made you keep pushing? And you said your dad said, Hey, two more years, but you're talking about you like the herd of training. I mean, it it sounds mm-hmm. to me like that's like you're you're in for the long haul, no matter how bad it hurts. And that's mm-hmm. kind of one of those things that that when you run through your career, it, it's a long list of results and top fives and top threes, and um, it's 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 you can feel it like that you push through no matter what. That's yeah, possibly the yeah. reason you kept going instead of quitting. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, and I think it's. I don't know. And I think it all stems from being a kid and not having everything, you know, right away and just working and earning it. I, yep. I don't know. Like I said, there's, there's different paths for kids. Like you look at, uh, you know, like a Trey Kennard or for instance, it's just like, if they get it too early, I don't know if they really appreciate it as much. Like I never had it early, you know? So it always had to like every year I got a little bit more, a little bit more. So it kind of made me a little bit more hungry and like, my biggest deals that I ever got didn't really come till I was 27, 28, 29, you know? So it's, uh, and I was a little bit more mature to where, you know, when I did get the money and all that sort of stuff, I was smart enough on where to put it versus being 19 and wanting to go buy a lifted, you know, you know, F350 or some bullshit, you know? So I know Jason uh, Wyatt does a little symposium every year. And of course you guys have to pay because he won't do it for free. So yeah. I'm sure you mm-hmm. learned all that from him about how to pinch everything. Yeah. How to <laughs> not buy F-350s and leave yeah, kids. No Ferraris. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I, to be honest, I, I learned it from my old man. So I, I, I remember clear as day when I started first making my own money. You know, like I said, 40 grand a year. I was when I signed my deal in 08 or whatever for, I mean, now thinking about it, it's like nothing, you know, but but I it was, was just during that to go recession, by. too. I mean, it's like yeah. wow, that might have been a big stretch during those years. Just think about yeah, all, the, and like, all the shit that like the, the, the two thousand early 2000s that all the riders were buying when everybody was going crazy back then, mm-hmm. you know, when the money was yeah, like Josh nuts. Hansen in front of these cars with these wheels. Yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? And man? I remember that ad with uh, Mike Kudrowski, like with his foot on a Ferrari, and you're like, Yeah, that was outrageous. Oh, that's mm-hmm. the coolest mm-hmm. thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're just thinking about what <laughs> yeah. to throw this into a Roth or an IRA or what. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Hopefully you thought yeah. like that. That's how you have to think. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, if if I didn't have my old man, and I I'm glad I listened. You know what I mean. And my old man never 
And I was always good enough because a lot of parents in our sport live off their kid or whatever. Um, I was never, that never happened with me. He always yeah, treated my money like it was his and kind of always made sure it was okay to where like where I am now at 34. It's just like, I can now look back 15 years ago and it's just like, man, you can actually make sense. You know what I mean? And yeah. I'm glad I, I, and trust me, there's a lot of knockout drag out fights. Like, no, F you do, that's my money. I want to go buy a pit bike or a truck or whatever. He's just like, man, I'm telling you, don't do it. You don't need it. Keep what you got. You know what I mean? Put it in the bank, do the right things. And thank God I listened. So um, I wish I could figure out what made you listen dude. Yeah. Nick's having an issue with this. He's got a 20 something kid just like trying to, he's going through 22 year old kid that knows everything kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, What do you do to make you listen? Cause I, we were all talking about earlier. We can't get our kids to listen to anything and, Nah, Seems like we listened yeah. more back then than uh, yeah, they do now. Yeah, sure. I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, it's a, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. You always wish, you always wish you listened a little more now. You know, your parents always end up kind of being right. You know, so. Um, but I'm glad with that sort of stuff, I I did listen. I ain't saying I wasn't a fuck up sooner or later, but with that sort of stuff, I was okay. Yeah, well, there's a, there's a lot to be said right there. If you uh, went back, was your first national at Broom? Was that Broom? Yeah, 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 Broom in 06. Was that like uh, a super nerve-wracking day for you? Was that a scary day? Like, what was it like for you to turn pro and just hit the big league right there? Yeah, yeah, it was kind of nerve-wracking because it was just me and my old man in a pickup in a trailer. Um, so, and, and back then, you know, you had to do the Saturday qualifying, then you had to qualify on Sunday to even get into the motos and, you know, I was still in high school. So, I mean, I, tra- you know, you, you act, you know, like every kid, they think they train, but they really don't, you know, I thought I was training, but I mean, by the time I got in, you know, qualifying on Saturday and I got to Sunday and then like, I'm racing against guys that are 11th through 20th in points, you know, people that are on like motor world and shit like that, that are actually <laughs> legit guys. And I'm like, okay, this is a bit nerve wracking. Like, I don't even know if I'm going to qualify into the motos, yeah. you know? Uh, and then you get into the motos and you do moto one. And like, I, I remember it, I scored 19th, I think. And oh, I got points, back baby. after the first, yeah, I, I got back to the truck and I was smoked. Like I had zero. Yeah. I had zero <laughs> That's energy. All I got, but yet I've, yeah, literally, but I have already done three gate drops and three practices, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, it was a lot more riding back then than what is what it is now. So, um, but yeah, it was, a, it was a huge learning curve. So uh, I didn't do good enough and I actually had to go back to Loretta's in 07 that next year. Oh. And uh, yeah, it kind of worked out. So, um, so you were, when you rode Loretta's all the time, every year, you were, um, it seemed like you started doing better once you got on the big bikes. Yeah, yeah. What what's yeah, that? What's just, that about? Tell me about that. Um, I don't know. I think uh, I just think the bigger bikes are a little bit more fair. Um, less shit. To you know, spend super money mini. On. Yeah. Yeah, less shit to spend money on. You know, it's it's kind of hard to really get a fast super mini or whatever. Schoolboy. Um, I mean, back. Yeah. Yeah, like it was kind of I don't know. As soon as you got on a 125, it kind of evened out the playing fields a little bit more on a 250F, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And at that age, there's huge, uh, huge maturity, even from kids, even being around at club for a little bit, you know, from 13 to 16. So different types of growth spurts and this and that. So mm-hmm. just because a kid's, you know, a little bit bigger body doesn't mean they're mentally mature enough to handle certain things. So, That's right. um, yeah, I don't know. I like the bigger bike and I was always happy to get off the, the 80s and ride my 125s and stuff when I could. Yeah. Um, but I think, uh, yeah, it just makes the playing feel a bit easier. Yeah. 
So yeah. did they have you at a club? Are you kind of helping mentor some guys? Like, like no, other, no, no, just fucking no. ride dirt bikes. No, 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 I, 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 <laughs> I live in Charlotte. I drive, I drive an hour down the club. Suck it I ride and then, then I leave. Yes. Yes. Back, you know, back in, you know, 2010, 2012, when I didn't have, you know, trying to save everything and penny pinching, um, I lived on site and stuff when I was younger, but, um, now there's no way I, I couldn't do that. So I don't, I don't like hearing dirt bikes every single day. Yeah, but for a kid, you know, between 10 and 20, that's, you know, dedicated, dedicated to the grind, you know, there's, Yo, so there's what, no better place. What annoys you most about being or, or about our sport, like professional motocross or amateur motocross? What is the biggest thing that grinds your gears? Uh, kids that think they have entitlement when mm-hmm. they shouldn't you know um yeah it drives me drives me nuts everyone thinks they should have something for free or whatever meanwhile they ain't done jack shit you know i think Um, i think that's the human race in general like that's not even motocross god almighty no no it's just like yeah there's there's a major sense of entitlement i don't know if it's just the way the kids are or the way they're raised but i think nowadays I think that logic is finally starting to switch maybe a little bit. I think it's gone a little bit too far. Um, And I think parents are kind of starting to realize like, Hey, this ain't right. It needs to kind of come back a little bit, you know? Um, But yeah, our, our sport is, uh, yeah, I don't know. And I can always appreciate the, the underdog that come, you know, when I see him at club and they have a shitty bike or whatever, but dude, they still put in 110% effort, you know, um, you can see it and you know, their time might not be right now. It might be three years from now, but you hope that they make it that far to get to that point. Cause there's a lot of people throughout the years that have had the, the skill and the potential and the hard work to do it, but they just, they don't make it far enough to get the break. You know, yeah. um, but that's like anything in any sport, which is like surprising. You, you, like you're, you. you speak from experience, like mm-hmm. you, because like seriously, that that is so interesting to me. Is I always wonder how long is this guy going to do it? My brother tried to race pro, and is like, he's like, ah, we don't have the funds. My mom ain't going to back me, so I'm. Getting, it's, time, mm-hmm. it's time to be an mm-hmm. adult. Like if you got a dad that goes, mm-hmm. look, man, I'll help you. We'll, we'll let's just push this along a little bit further. Like your dad, maybe you guys kind of worked out or deal or whatever, but. I mean, I yep. just love it. It's just, yep. it's so interesting to watch kids and, and watch them finally figure it out. Yeah. I mean, in it, you know, there, there there's gotta be some, um, a heavy dose of reality too. You know what I mean? Like if you're barely qualifying or you're going to every single national or supercross or amateur race and like you're finishing 20th every weekend and it's the same thing multiple years in a row, like, Hey, you know, you gotta look in the mirror and be like, all right, it's fucking over, you know, <laughs> or, you know, if you're just right, hover around the top five all the time and this and that, and it's because your equipment's just not right. as good as, you know, an orange brigade kid or whatever, like, I'm good with that. you know, th- yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. Okay. Just, you know, keep your nose to the grindstone and keep digging. But, um, yeah, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to do that because there, uh, there's a lot of diamonds in the rough, but not many of them make it, you know, it's, it's tough. Hey, so you came around right around Dungey. Like, how, what were your finishes in comparison to Ryan? But I don't remember. Like, I announced all y'all You're shit. Loretta Lynn? Yeah. So, I know Ryan won one title as last year. So, where were you at right yep. there with him? Like, because, like, and the reason I ask that is because what in the hell did Roger DeCoster see that nobody else saw? Yeah, I don't know, because that was 2005, and yep. that would have been our schoolboy year with yep. me, Osborne, Struve, Struve and that was a, I didn't a, get the race. 
Yes, but I didn't get the race that year because I had broke my femur right before the regional. Mm. So, um, so that was a big, that was also another year that kind of like, you know, who knows, maybe I could have went to schoolboy and won that year and yeah. I could have changed the trajectory of everything. Like you just don't know. So then the following year you go down in a class and yeah, you get seconds and thirds, but you know, then you're going up against Josh Hill in 2006, you know, and vice versa. So it's, uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. Like I said, there's different paths for everything. And it's always hard to get the stars to align for a certain kid, you know, like danger boy or whatever, where, you know, you, all the planets literally line up perfectly and it's, uh, it doesn't happen for everybody. So, um, things could have done different amateur, you know, as amateurs and my old man even says, listen, I wish I knew, uh, what I know now back then, like we could have done it so much different, but that's, you know, that's just life. We all wish yeah. we could do it over a little bit. We talked about that uh, before, like how the the kid with the most potential for any given sport, other than maybe soccer, because all you have to do is have a ball and something to kick it through, yeah. or maybe, yeah. maybe yeah. boxing, because that just sucks so bad that you have to be good at it to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. But right. like, it's the best motocrosser that ever lived is like is he that, not even riding a dirt he bike? doesn't even ride a dirt bike because you know what i mean because the potential because he didn't get that break or he's that 12 uh, yeah. year, you know that little like i saw a video today of some kid he was probably 12 on a 250 wheeling down the street in the city like that could be that guy yeah like he, mm -hmm. was, yeah. he was just like the most no, insane I, you think man would it, his brain may have the capacity to be the best ever but opportunity meets uh whatever yeah 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 no 100 and it's the same like you know this year, Loretta, so it could be a kid in the 65 class that's getting 28th, okay? But you never know. Six years down the road, he could be the one that's, you know, winning A class, going 1-1-1, and he's the one getting a factory ride, you know? Or he might not even get that factory ride yet, but in another 10 years, 12 years down the road, he is a national champion. Like, it's just, you never you never know, you know? I mean, you look at Cole Seeley. I mean, there's so many dudes that have never done anything at Loretta's and somehow – as a pro, turn into something. Yeah, it definitely know? does not define your pro career. Well, you gotta no, have, you got to no. have the desire and the ability, and so yes, you know, you think some of the maybe some of the best motocrossers that would have ever been just didn't have the desire. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. guys we were talking talent, about, Ron no Machine desire. partying all night in Paris mm -hmm. before the donations. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, if he had had, mm -hmm. you know, Carmichael's discipline, or you know what I mean? Like, or there's you know, could oh, be yeah. there's probably guys that are you know, outside the top 20 that are more disciplined than anybody. They just don't have the talent. They just don't have the yep. talent, yep. Yep, yep. And, and nowadays it's so hard, you know, if parents don't have money to send their kids to training facilities and rip them out of school where they're riding all the time and this and that, like you're at a serious disadvantage, you know. Yeah. Um, but like I said, the every, there's so much hype around, you know, the red is and this and that, but that doesn't define an amateur kid or a kid that's 15 years old, you know, but oh, yeah. how do you, how do you support them to make it to 18 years old? Because, you know, it costs an extra $80,000 a year to support that, you know, like oh, I, I just, yeah, I just don't know how, you know, I just don't know how parents can justify it. You know, so it's, you it's pretty crazy. With, that, with a going to some, camp or living at some school no, or anything fuck, like that no, fuck, what did your fuck, dad no. was did you guys have tractors and he had a whole spot next door so yeah but how just... did you build it did your dad have some no tractors? we no we had the county used to come throw ditching dirt you know and we used to build we had a little yonmore tractor we built some little jumps and it was a two-minute lap time but it was literally like 
a cow pass. Kind of you know just what I mean? natural with a few jumps here. Yeah, yeah, all exactly. And, uh, that's all. That's all. That's literally all I had. So that's pretty interesting. Can you can you speak to and I and I don't want to talk down because I love the training facilities. I love MTF GPS. Mm-hmm. I love what all these guys do. Club and mm-hmm. uh, so, who's the last guy that's come that has lived at one of those things and is absolutely decimated? What do you mean? I mean uh, because I'm telling you, the guys that live there and do that, they're not winning. I mean, Jet Lawrence yeah, did not do it. Chase yeah. Sexton do, didn't do it. Dungy, Villapoto. Oh, you're asking which, like just, which like, training no, school not, kid? No, yeah. not just the training school, but like – No, do, which do rider's you, been at a training facility They, they kind of bounce around, like you know? Jet Reynolds bounce yeah. around, but that, Francisco you know, bounce it, around. It may be a, a thing that the, we don't realize yet that it's a burnout issue, could be. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It would mm-hmm. almost have no, to they're, be. They're, no, there is for sure a burnout issue. And like I said, if I had to do all the stuff I did in my 20s, in my teens, I would have been burnt out. There's no way at 22 I'd have any energy to want to, yeah. to, want to do it, you know? Um, like, the way I did it, I'm not saying it was right, but I am grateful. But, I mean, it sucked, don't get me wrong, but I'm grateful that's the way it went because I appreciated everything and I was mature enough to handle the workload at the right time um, because I, I always wanted to get homeschooled when I was 17 or 16, but... I don't know if I was mature enough or ready enough to actually utilize that at that point in time, Mm -hmm. you know, like it wasn't, uh, yeah, I think it would, I honestly, now looking back at it, I think it would have been a waste for me, you know? Um, and I'm, I'm happy I went to school and got, you know, that sort of social factor and everything to where like, if I go home, it's not just dirt bikes. Like I have friends outside that know nothing about fucking dirt bikes and I can go have a beer and have a normal life talk, you know? Um, not not requiring about tracks and shit. So, um, I don't know. I, I, I think I got the best of both worlds, you know, how did you get into, how did, did your dad ride motorcycles or how? Yeah, he did. He did. Okay. Yeah. 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 He raced back in the, you know, or, you know, seventies and whatnot. And yeah, I got a bike for Christmas. What was your first motorcycle or something? PW 50, a pink one. Yeah. Yeah. So that's badass. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, Santa's biggest mistake, was that thing? So yeah, it was. Uh, they probably think it yeah. identified as a girl. So the, the yeah, 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 it did. Yeah, Santa fucked himself when he brought, when he brought me that P. Well, your your so, mom was like, was get, "We get him a pink one. We don't have to worry about it." Yeah, anything. he won't want to ride that. He don't yeah. want to have anything yeah. to do with yeah. that. Like, Wrong. Yeah, first time I ever rode that thing was downstairs in the basement Christmas Day, straight into the cement wall. Yeah, he was wide, hooked wide open. That's yeah, it's game over after that. Damn, <laughs> so, he wanted it. Uh, That's great. Yeah, so I don't know. It's uh, it's always been dirt bikes, and yeah, we tried other sports and this and that, but yeah, always wanted to be on two wheels. So Are you worth a uh, shit at all at any other sport? Uh, well, it's, it's pretty funny. I tried out for basketball in high school in ninth grade, tenth grade, and eleventh grade. I got cut all three years. Um, but you kept trying. This is like a yeah, tenacity, career, a grit, man. Listen, I, I, I told, I even told the coaches, like, listen, I don't even want to play in the fucking games. I just want to be a mule in practice because, like, I wanted to train somewhat, you know, yeah. in the winter time because, like, it, we had snow in New York. You know what I mean? So there's not, I couldn't ride. Um, just like, Hey, this is what I want to do just to stay fit or kind of stay active. And you're like, yeah, no, still no room for you. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I suck that bad. I can't, can't even, even work out with I'm really, sides. I'm really tall for you my know? height coach. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I mean, just let me run on, you know, do suicides all day during practice. I don't care. Jesus. Just let me come to the gym. 
you know? So, yeah, so I didn't even try my senior year. I said, fuck it, I'm out. It's like, Rudy, <laughs> I, like, Rudy. I didn't even try my senior year. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Loretta's yeah. used to have, like, these other skills competitions. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? I don't know if you remember. It might have been before your time. Mm-hmm. They had softball, they had basketball, and it was hysterical to watch these homeschool <laughs> mm-hmm. kids mm-hmm. try to dribble a basketball. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yes. Like, yeah. I've never even yeah. tried. The average guy like me and you, Phil, and everybody sitting here would fucking dunk on these kids. You feel like yeah, Michael yeah, Jordan? Yeah, yeah. Bitch yeah, ass, ass like MJ want this there. shit, dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We look, yeah. We look like MJ and whatnot at Loretta's, but then you go to a normal, you know, yeah. street court or whatever. You look like they you're yeah. walking to gum at the same time. You that know? was breaking exactly. ankles at Loretta's. Look, look, just a few years ago, and I'm talking uh, about three years ago. uh, Geez, what's that kid's name? He's riding in Europe right now, and it's in an Evan Ferry and some other kids. We're like me and some old ass dads were like, dude, there's a gym, Ponca City. Drive your ass down, and we (laughs) destroyed those kids. And it was uh, (laughs) it was uh, Drew Adams, Evan Ferry, and another kid. And I'm like, I'm about to destroy you, bitch asses. Yes, absolutely. And they couldn't yeah, score nothing yeah. on us. We're old ass men backing yeah. these little kids. That down. is great, man. I got video. Yeah. We had He's uniforms. And I'm just we had like, red, white, and now? blue Harlem Globetrotter uniforms. Yes. True story. <laughs> Headbands, a whole deal. Wristbands, knee pads. Uh, it's so uh, dumb. It's classic, man. Yeah, it's 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 quite pathetic. I'm actually hanging out with you know, I'm like some with Amar, and he's like one of the most you know unathletic people when yes. it comes to like stick and ball sports you know like Jason if Wyatt. it don't have to do with like yeah if it don't have anything to do with you know motorcycles running or cycling like forget about that's it where, you know? yeah, that's give where that's where he a, shines yeah give him a batter of baseball and he's lost he's literally dude so, we had they had yeah. dodge they had a, like a call it what you want like some sort of dodgeball tournament at loretta's this is literally just about four years ago and it was me west kane one of the uh, <laughs> twins at one of the the Coombs twins, Wygant, and Rodney Tomlin. So we mm. play against a 100% team, which is uh, Ku, uh, uh, Kuzo and whoever else they had. So Weege goes out there, and he starts bouncing the ball with two hands. He's, he's <laughs> two bouncing hands. it. And I'm like, what are you doing? One ball with two hands. Is he like <laughs> jumping yeah. and he's, pushing He's bouncing the ball. the ball. I said, stop. What are you doing? We're, we're dodgeballing. Mm-hmm. And he goes, whatever. So anyway, so he immediately. <laughs> so the ball just clips him he, in the face. The first, you run, and you get the ball, and you go back. First ball, Weege grabs the ball with two hands. I'm like, no, 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 don't do it. He throws with two hands. I'm like, oh, what are you no. doing? And a newborn baby <laughs> caught the ball. I'm like, you bitch ass. He got <laughs> first guy out. First he just passed the dodge yes. ball. I'm like, what are you? And first guy out, and he got all the way back to me. It was me down to myself. Of course, you're the biggest but athlete then, on no, the court. And guess what? We came back and we beat 100. And Weege left. He he. Um, and I ask him about it tomorrow if you see him. He left, went to the announcer's house, Loretta, start drinking beer. He was so embarrassed. I'm like, what the fuck yeah, was that, yeah, dude? Yeah, yeah. He was yeah. bouncing the ball and hopping. Yeah. I'm like, what? Stop that! You were so uncoordinated, dude. <laughs> he thought it was one of see, those. See, it's balls. nice to be like me. I'm at the top edge of sucking at every sport. But, yeah, but you don't. Smart. You barely suck. But I could, right? yeah, I barely suck. I could beat. I can beat Just the average dude. Anybody that's not good, I yeah, can you beat. You can stomp those. Anybody that's good, yeah. I can't. We beat. just that guy, like, mm-hmm. like a newborn baby. They just have barely a baby. suck, and then Weege totally sucks. Oh man, it was embarrassing. Yeah. yeah. Just give just give Weege a microphone and just like just go shut sit up. in the corner. That's, that's, that's where he don't cook he burgers. Don't do anything manly because you don't know how to use a no, screwdriver. No, or nothing. You don't know how to cook. No, have you talked to him nothing. about that? Like when he talks about how do you put a shelf up in the wall? He goes, I have no idea. 
can't do it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing. And he's and my wife goes, he's got to be kidding, right? I'm like, no, man. No, he's dead. No, he's, he's serious. A lot of dudes, their wives hang the shelves. Yeah, or a lot of dudes. The wives, Kevin's wife's yes, cutting the grass I mean, right now. Yes, yes, yes. She yes. just finished. A up. lot of dudes' wives. Yeah, a lot of dudes' wives hang the shelves, and a lot of dudes' wives wear the pants too. So it's kind of. <laughs> right. I guess it comes. It comes hand in hand. <laughs> hey uh, Phil, what? Uh, let's talk about your third place at Unadilla. That was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I my kid's nineteen. He raced a little bit of motocross. He never really cared, but he, you know, I said, hey. What do you know about Phil Nicoletti? He goes, he got third at Unadilla. I said, why did he get third? He goes, because he was finally on a Husky. Is what that was his answer. We ride Husqvarna. Yeah. He said, yeah, yeah. He said, because he was finally on a Husky. And I said, well, what else happened that day? And you know, I, he remembers it way more than me. But and undoubtedly, it was mm-hmm. a little wet or whatever. But mm-hmm. what what made you? Uh, what was up? What made you kill what? it? Uh, I, to be honest with you, that whole year was really good. I, I really liked the Husky and the Husky team and, uh, Bobby Hugh was awesome. And I had just left JGR, um, because I had a supercross only deal and that kind of went South, um, a little bit. So, and I actually did the first three rounds that summer with JGR and they had the brand new Suzuki. Um, and it wasn't very good. We're having shock issues and, there's the factory show of shock was coming apart or whatever, but, um, yeah, it was kind of a weird transition because after Colorado, there's a weekend off and then we went to high point. And after that race in Colorado, I think I got ninth, um, Lucas Myrtle, who's my agent and yep. not really my agent anymore, but really good friend. I uh, called me because, Hey, Bobby Hewitt's looking for a filling guy. Um, what do you think? And I'm like, well, is there any money? He goes, yeah, there's some money in this and that. Because at the time, I was just not really making much yep. filling in for JGR because my contract was up. So I said, yeah, I'm in. And I walked up to J-Bone, you know, an hour later after I got the phone call and I told him. And it was kind of a hard pill for me to swallow because I had been with JGR for five years. Yeah. And I don't know, it kind of left a sour taste in my mouth because I had done really well for them. Um And you know they did; they weren't cool. Back. He's cranking up the truck. Oh, We've merged with the truck. Are you on Bluetooth now? I just assume it's a truck. Sure. Yeah, he no, sure is. We've merged oh. Amart's truck. Amart <laughs> cranked the truck and drove. So with Phil, it. You're, <laughs> Phil's driving, and Amart's in his lap, and then he's doing the steering What's wheel. What's up, fellas? Hey. <laughs> Are you driving in Phil's lap? We we got the radio show, man. This is Phil's way of saying I'm yeah, done talking, talking to these guys. Yes. <laughs> Alex is trying to steal my fucking live timing. <laughs> we just drove up, man, in my truck. <laughs> Why won't let me disconnect? Me. I don't know. Here, let me park and then Alex. Is... <laughs> so funny. Phil, if you hate us, you can hey, say. It was ju- the juiciest part of the show, too, right, man. There we go. So good. Yeah, uh, it was got, the uh, juiciest got... part, man. Well, yeah, we got, we got, he wanted we got to wait. He waited now. till you were like, looked yeah. like you were about to say something awesome, and then about he just to pulled up. Crying. I don't even know what I was going to say, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, last lap, last corner, I was in fourth at the second moto, and I tipped over, and I ended up three five, and still got a podium. Um, but I was happy; it was cool. It's my dad awesome. was there, my brother, my family. So oh, heck yeah, yeah, it was a. Uh, it was all right. Well, you you've know, been at the narrow know. end of the spear multiple times and Supercross, 250, 450, 250 outdoors, 450 outdoors. You've been within the top five 
so many times. I mean, like Kevin said early on, tons of dudes, if they said, hey, you, you can have this career guaranteed or you can give it a shot on your own, I mean, most people would take your career. It's, it's been a good one. Yeah, well, I'd probably steer them a different way, but you know, <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> it's definitely had uh, it's had its peaks and valleys, but That's it's right. it's been okay. You know, like I said, I I look at the people that I graduated with and where they're at and where I'm at now. And um, is anybody yeah, still riding I, from that time? You don't weigh 500 pounds and sit on the couch. All uh, day yeah, yeah, exactly. I, no, the only one. No. Um, Chiz is still racing, but he was uh, a year older. Right. Know, maybe, yep. Actually, no, Chiz was even two years older than me. But, yeah, just uh, really me and Chiz. Damn, dude. Yep. That's wild. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was yeah. there. Like, I remember that day. It was – I remember announcing those motos. That schoolboy class was so epic because Osborne had it in the bag, and he lost yep. both titles Stroop. in a matter of 90 yep. minutes. Yep. Same yep. day. That was uh, <laughs> it was a bad week for Zach. Damn, it was. <laughs> I'm still – I, I still think it haunts him, but I, I can guarantee you he'd rather lose those two schoolboy titles and have his championships in the pro ranks. That's right. You know? So, um, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. It's just, uh, it can either make you or break you. So, Zacho, Zacho had a rough rough go at it too at first, and um, he had a way more successful career, obviously, than what I had. Um, but it's still, uh, yeah, it worked out okay for both of us. See, yeah. Everybody has a story. So, I've gotten so, like, early on in my career of announcing, and I'm like, oh, this guy's the guy because he's won this amount of titles. And that throw that shit out the window. It does not mean a thing. You can pile on. Mm-hmm. I mean, it helps. I get it. It helps you put you in a position if you're, you know, if you're good enough, you can take it from there. But, like, damn, dude, it, it doesn't always guarantee you. You can look at Ryder D. You can look at Jet, AC, all these guys that have amassed so many titles. And it just – I mean, AC's had a good career. And – Jet's trying to figure it out and Ryder's doing well, but like, damn, dude, it doesn't always just guarantee because you got Reynolds, MC, Jet got, Reynolds. Yeah, yeah. You've got, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. So you've got guys yeah. like, I mean, Dungey won one, Villapoto won one, MC won one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the whole amateur title scene, everything is such a joke. And that's why I think, I think that's why nowadays you're seeing so many people from, um, you know, Europe be yep. successful because it's uh, it's just a different mentality and a different logic, you know, as far as motos and riding tracks and this and that. So um, they're going to have to, uh, somewhere along the lines, they're going to have to change the way America does the amateur scene because it's not really, it's not working anymore. Well, it's not really, it's almost like it's not an amateur scene though. Like it takes no. so much work, so much money, so much time to win. And that's why I was saying like all these uh, compounds where kids go and live for, Eight months a year. I remember talking to Garrett Marchbanks, and he goes, "Yeah, my my mom dumped me off here when I was fourteen. I saw him at Christmas. I'm like, at fourteen, you're by so yourself wild. in an RV. I'm like, yeah, what? That, I mean, that blew my I'd mind. I'd be scared to death, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. it's uh, yeah, it's not. Uh, I I don't know the kid. The kids nowadays race or they they practice more than they race. Yeah, man, uh, got to race. You know, I feel like you got to race. Yeah, they they got to race. I mean, I I grew up racing. You know. Obviously, I was off in the winter times, but geez, 36 weekends out of the year, you know. And if I wasn't yeah. racing on Sundays, like I was severely depressed, you yeah. know. Um, now kids ride Monday, yeah. Now kids ride Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Fridays, and then they have weekends off. They don't even bother racing, we you know. Uh, you know, you think about it, it's it almost goes on with like training, you know what I mean? Because like if you're training for an event or even like the the you guys, the way you train, you know, you can't have five hard hard days and racing no you're never gonna push as hard on race race day no as no. you do on race day no. so the so back when you guys were racing you know 
45 weekends a year, or maybe that's what the kids mm-hmm. in Europe are still doing. They're getting a better workout and a harder and faster workout on that race day than the kids are sitting in a, in a uh, facility doing all week. Maybe you know they may yeah, go they yeah, may no, go months I, without getting that you know that kind of intensity. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. And then you know, like Jet and Hunter and all these European kids, they run the EMX races and like do they race during the MXGPs? You know, not every single weekend, but a lot of the weekends. And they're doing thirty minute motos where like our kids here, like they don't even want to go race on the weekends, and then they don't develop racecraft. And then when they do go to the amateur nationals, and they got to do eight races, like the racecraft's terrible. They get bad starts. They can't pass For kids. Sure. Like they just don't. They don't have the self awareness. So nothing replaces um, those race weekends and the no, experience. No, right? no. No, you, you, you can't, um, I don't know. You can't simulate gate drops on a practice on a Tuesday, like you do on a Saturday or Sunday with, you know, 20 other dudes that you don't know who they are, you know, like the kids you know, that ride at facilities and I'm not knocking facilities because I train at club, yep. you know what I mean? Yep. It's a great place, but like I ride with the same eight people. So I'm smart enough to realize, like, I know what those same eight people are going to do, where they're going to go, when they're going to fade, where, you know, where they suck on the track and kind of like, pinpoint where to pass them how or whatever like you know them the back of your hand you know you go racing you don't know the next kid most of the time you know so it's a it's a different mentality and um i think when you get to the pro ranks and you don't have all that logic built up through the years being an amateur race and you you kind of get uh you get put behind the eight ball a bit none of those eight guys you ride with on a tuesday are gonna kill you for a six dollar trophy like they will on sunday no, yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. They're going yeah. to yeah. straight up murder and you then, for that trophy. And, and I will say this, like, yep. to credit the training facilities, I know they are important, but like Shane McElrath earned his ride. Everything started at Loretta Lens. That dude wound up under the yes. tent. He jumped on the box a few times that week, and I, I remember interviewing him. I'm like, who is yep. this guy? He goes, dude, I spent like six weeks at club, and here we are. Yeah. So there is yeah, a spot yeah. for it. I get oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah. I think it's. I I I think it's definitely not, they improve the riders, but, but I think. And it, I don't think they hold them back. I don't think they say, "Hey, man, you need to be here." We're not doing races. We're not doing nothing. We do. We do an area, a regional. We do Ponca. We do this. I don't think that's the case. I think it's just people's mentality. They're like, just train, yeah. train, 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 and. And I think that also yeah. you miss out on like, you know, you were you touched on going to high school normal, you know, and mm-hmm. you have friends outside it, but. Also, we sit here and talk for hours about the shit that just happened at local races. Locals, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So there was a huge, like Kevin's dad's track, the the track they had. That was like a social scene, man. You you met, you knew everybody, everybody. You know what I mean? And and, and I've known those people now, the ones that don't ride through all walks of life, right? You know, yeah. And those kids are missing that. And you had that, I'm sure, up in New York. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Every, every single weekend. And, um, you know, but now it's just like, yeah, I go to local races or if I did, like I wouldn't know anybody, you know, obviously I've been out of for for so long, but, um, yeah. So I don't know the, the local scenes, I, I'd be lying. I can't tell you, like, obviously I'm here at Millville and amateur day. I mean, there's people stacked up. Like I think the local scene is still really good, but, um, I think the kids at the training facilities that are trying to be pro are missing the local scene and the gate traps and whatnot, you know? Um, too much too much time is emphasized on um practice more so than uh yeah so it's kind of it's a shame i can tell you like the from the tracks like the little bit of local stuff that we go to 
like the you go on a practice day, there are no kids there. You know what I mean? Like it, everybody's mm-hmm. over forty. Yeah, it's old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I don't know. I I used to love when my old man would pull me out of school and I'd go to a local track on a Wednesday night. You know. Um, yeah, but now I just don't think that's that's there anymore. Yeah, kids, I mean, and there's facilities all over the place because I don't think parents want to want to deal with driving their kids to the to the practice tracks and this or that, or they just don't have the resources or the tracks around them to bring their kids there. So I mean it is a it is a double edged sword and I and I see both sides of it. Um, you know, and it's it's not one size fits all um For i sure. mean some parents do some some parents do have to send their kids there and yeah. some kids are fortunate to have the money and able to do that and do the homeschooling out and some aren't so yeah. um there there is no there is no fix for it but um, i think the facilities should start like a fucking hunger Games shit on sunday for the, all your kids you put <laughs> race for like your a, life like an open class everybody out there if you want to eat monday bitch you better pray hard the on the elite yeah. owners Sunday, of the training yeah. facility getting to watch the uh, board games correct yeah. the odds be forever in your favor mtf yeah. <laughs> hey phil what about um you went up to canada for a little while we had a local rider mm-hmm. uh local pro here I think grant he, was, he trained there right grant hoffman yeah didn't he train a club or no he no he has been to club but okay. no um he trains at Sandbox. But okay. Grant Hoffman, he, he got eighth in the 450 class this past weekend, go for Dunes. Okay, yep, awesome. Um, but then awesome. your kid your, your your kid said, well, you know, it's Canada, it's easy. So yeah, he, my, talk my to that My son tries to say that it's easy in Canada, and I'm like, you're crazy. Tell John Watkins. What's, what's Rhett Watkins? <laughs> no, how, tell Rhett Watkins. Tell Rock, John Rhett, knows. Yeah, John knows. Rhett, you're full of shit. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I what mean, about it, Phil? Canada, what was that like? I mean, I, 2019, when I went up to Canada, I really, I thought my U.S. career was over and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to go to Canada. I'm going to do good. They had the triple crown. It was an extra hundred K and the bonuses were good. And I, I had a really, really good deal with the Rockstar Energy OTS FF Yamaha team that was there at the time. Like Gorky rode for him for years and it was a really legit team. Um, and I thought it was going to be kind of janky. And I'm like, ah, fuck, you know, but I talked to Lucas and he's just mm-hmm. like, dude, it looks pretty good. And honestly, when I went up there, it was unreal. And the way the team was run was phenomenal. It was just like, you know, a factory team down here. Um, and honestly, it was one of my most profitable years as far as, you know, money wise, you know, um, and it was, it was really good. And, and the class was pretty stacked. I mean, the Colton Fasciati, Cole Thompson, Gorky, Alessi, like there's a, there's a bunch of guys. I mean, since COVID Canada has kind of went downhill, that's pretty apparent um, because the country's a bit backwards with some of that stuff. Um, so they, but nowadays, like they're still really good riders. The 250F class is pretty stacked. And even the 450 class, there's, there's five, six really good guys that could still come down here to the States and score points, you know, um, a couple of them could even, you know, Dylan for sure could be a top 10 guy, you know? Um, so yeah, you can't, uh, yeah, I I would not say, uh, Canada's that much weaker. Is it, it, of course, it's not as deep, but uh, the top five guys are they, they're legit dudes. They're yeah. very legit. So just yeah. tell Rhett one more time. Mm-hmm. You're full of shit. Yeah, <laughs> Rhett. Full yeah, of shit. yeah, yeah. I'll let yeah. him know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, yeah. He doesn't know really what he's talking about. Phil no, Nicoletti no. says you're full of shit. <laughs> man. We're gonna add that. <laughs> we will let him know. But yeah, the, the vibe up there um, versus the can the versus the uh, U.S. Nationals is it? Yeah. Um, I mean, is there turnout? Is there spectator turnout? Is there? No, I mean, it's, uh, it's kind of smaller. Um, yeah. It's, it's kind of like a, uh, 
it's not as big as a Loretta's and it's not as big as Minio's or whatever. It's like a big local race type okay. thing. Um, but you know, it's, they do get quite a bit of people and like go for their, you know, some decent spectators, but Walton gets a lot of people. Cause that's like, their you know, amateur national and whatnot. Um, yeah. I mean, this, this, the scene is really good. You know, they'll get a thousand, 1200 riders and whatnot. Yeah. So it's not, uh, it's not like it's, terrible you know what i mean it's not like they only get three four hundred riders so what it's, was their, uh, it's, um, it's still pretty legit what was their motivation or how did that end up being one of your most profitable years was there um was there some condition the u.s dollar versus something canadian or something that made those dollars stack up better for you? um well i was yeah well i was actually paid u.s okay. um so that was okay um my bonuses were all U.S. and everything as well. Um, I won the Triple Crown, which was 100K Canadian, which turned out to be like 78,000 U.S. Yeah. Um, then you could actually do a couple, you know, other policies and stuff on top of that. Um, so it actually worked out really, really good. Obviously, I had the incident with Alessi where I threatened him. So uh, people don't like that sort of stuff, apparently. Yeah. Um, so that really that took me out of the <laughs> motocross championship. And so that was... Um, that was a big, um, big screw up on my part, but, uh, was living this learning, you called so. the bingo game or something. Uh, yeah, yeah. That was my probation. I had to do bingo and whatnot. So my but, civil service, you know? Yeah. Right. Well, that's okay. If, if that was your biggest payday, let's, let's call a bingo <laughs> game every now and then. No yeah, big yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it was really good. I mean, kind of, kind of was awesome and the people were awesome and, if COVID didn't happen, I swear to God, I'd probably still be up there racing. Wow. So, That's um, awesome. But it kind of, but like I said, COVID happened in this. They shut that country down. Kind of, Thanks a lot. Yeah. Ben, it was, it was, they did yeah, not it was, care. It was They're horrible. like, they took that thing to the extreme. Uh, it, was, it was awful. And I had to go back up in 2020 and I had to live in a camper and quarantine. And it was just, it was, uh, it was honestly, it was madness. Oh, you know? That. Uh, that was Gaddafi. Yeah. So, finest, man. Gaddafi. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, Laden, but now. No. <laughs> Whoever those Middle Easterners yeah, have nothing to do with it. Damn foreigners. Damn it. Exactly. All right, well, look, we've yeah. held you for long enough. and uh, Amart probably wants to drive his truck he now. He needs to crank the vehicle bad. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, well, his, phone, his phone has been blown up because obviously it's the biggest weekend of the year for him. So, And obviously he's retired, so he acts like he's a track owner at the moment. So, mm-hmm. um, Any big, yeah, huge, about... crazy-ass triples he's putting in for no reason at all? Because he's not. Uh, no, he better not. So, <laughs> or else I'll be pissed. Hey, I'm bro, got you some jumps. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I barely survived Redbud with Larocco's leap, so I don't need that here at yeah. Millville too. Right. So, um, but yeah, should be good. Well, hopefully, I'll see some of you guys at Loretta's. I got to go there for two days and whatnot. So, okay. yep. uh, that'd be cool. We'll be there. Awesome. Awesome. We'll be at your booth. house when you get home. Yeah, we'll week. be there. Yeah, we'll just wait. <laughs> Club MS, Perfect. Four hour drive. Nothing. Yeah. 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 Be, come on. Come on by. Kevin will bring his wife to cut your grass. Yeah. She's cutting. She just yeah. finished ours, so she'll cut yours now. Awesome. Awesome. All that right. sounds good All to right, me. Phil, thank you so much for being on. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, boys. Talk to you. Thank See you. See you. See you. Love you. Bye. Love you. <laughs> Didn't say it. He ain't down with no.
I ain't down with that. He ain't saying it, man. I, I can't say to that ask around him. Here. This is something. So I went to Unadilla a couple times. If you wanted to ask him, why didn't you ask him well, why he's on the fucking I, phone it's two just, hours? So I don't know. I mean, we only had two hours. I needed well, a little could, more time get to get out I had some nerve. questions for Phil Nicoletti, but. Uh, I wanted to ask him this. All right. So Georgia and Alabama and all this Southeast. Flower, we're known have? for our goddamn rednecks, inbred, you know, like dumb morons, right? When I was at Unadilla, dude, it's a different kind I, of same. They weirdest shit speak with a northern accent, but they're more inbred than you've ever <laughs> seen K-Rock, in your life. I, I did K Rock, and I've never seen head to toe denim, NOS energy, <laughs> and vape. Like it NOS. was the weirdest thing: NOS energy and denim. I'm talking about denim acid, shirt and a matching acid, headband. Acid washed everything head to toe. I'm like. Who are you? Man, I'm looking for acid wash. It was it was bizarre. Town. So it's there's pockets of just weird. I just ass. feel like the snow causes them to not be able to be as mobile, so they end up dating cousins. And <laughs> it's just like probably, man, she looks some, pretty damn good. She's second cousin. Psychic? I mean, that's the same as not related. S a k a n d. Psychic. she's a psychic cousin. Yeah. Well, I was up there, and I'm just like, man, these dudes. They speak with a northern accent, but they have never seen paved roads. Or like cable TV dirt, or by God only. Internet. Yes. Track, John Deere. They got track phones. All they know is John Deere. I pay Deere. my bill at that gas station. I Nobody it. wants you here, Joe Dirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think there, it's... I it's, wanted to ask him, but I feel like that, he was, You know, it's different, but the call same. Call him back. But it, call it, call hey, back. You know, that, you know they are because that made me think when I said that about Joe Dirt. You know, that's Kid Rock. He's from Detroit. Detroit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're, Absolutely. Kid Rock is like... Says he's the biggest redneck in the world. He's got this big southern accent. I'm like, bro, you're from Detroit. They're fortunate though that they don't have that accent. Like people Dude, will mistake they, them for smart people. Yes. You talk to us, it's like, oh, he hell yeah, slow. I come he's... over. That some bitch come at me. I'm like, you're dumb as hell. You're dumb. Look Dude, how dumb. IQ, Listen IQ, to you. Your IQ just dropped. You gotta be dumb. I'm like, the dumb ones were at Unadilla. I never seen. There was a dude up there. I told you just. You know he drove a John Deere to the dang national. I'm like, well, who drives Bro, their tractor? I'll say this: if their lips don't touch when they talk, <laughs> there's a lot. <laughs> I I I I'm telling you right there, that's a thing. If your lip, <laughs> if your tongue does a lot of flopping and your <laughs> lips don't touch, what about if you've got like a tiny forehead? I saw a lot of like. Their hairlines no, came down like Eddie ass, Munster. If you got a big forehead too, but Kevin no, Windham's big forehead smart. No, there's some dumb big forehead dudes. Is uh, there really? Uh, but then yeah, Kevin yeah. Windham's got a tight his eyebrows. Yeah, but that's a hairstyle. That's a uh, no. Think, he's got that widow's peak, man. He's got he, hairline. He's got, he got Kevin Windham's hair. smart, man. Don't no, even I'm, try. No, I'm not it. saying no. he is. I, I'm saying that's you a, can't judge a man by his forehead. My dad's my dad always said this. He goes, "You don't never trust a man who parts his hair down the middle." God, my dad said he didn't trust nobody in the eighties. Jimmy Carter. He, cha- he said he, he said he part his hair with his tongue. I don't like that man. I don't like, like what him. are you talking? Part his hair with his King tongue. King Kelly hated everybody, everybody in the eighties. If he, if he, yeah, you don't never trust him. Don Johnson. He wasn't down with no. him. What if it's just natural? Change it. No man, you can work on. You can you train can your it. hair. You can train your hair. <laughs> yes. I mean, I was best hair in Dallas, twenty seventeen. Right? You can train it. I got a belt buckle. Do that, that on the up. announcer's voice and give us some. My hair's trained so well, I just talk to it. Yeah. His hair's ridiculous. How's it going? God, yeah, you to... deserve a belt buckle. You it suck. talks. Oh, I got the best hair. Every yeah, time I get my hair cut by Kelly Bowen, I say, that's the best hair in Paulding County. She goes, Good I don't know. God, you go from here to Kelly Bowen's? I do. That's an hour and 10 or something. 
It's worth it. You see this? Famous. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, this don't just happen. I hate it for you, but this don't just happen. The hairstyles so, by Kelly Bowen. When you She's have hair like, like this, a, I go to Great Clips. What was Deb's name? You can do anything you want from cutting For corral. a limited time only. Cutting corral. Cutting corral. I still go to the <laughs> For a limited corral. time only. Styles by Deb. What was the name of it? Cutting corral. No, that's where Napoleon got his Napoleon. haircut. I don't remember. I don't remember. For a limited. Glamour shots glamour by Deb. Shots. She was trying to sell glamour yeah. shots. She goes, do you want to look like this? He goes, no, it's a girl. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I don't want to look like that. That picture, girl. that was just so like androgynous like album covers too. I remember when I was a kid, my... Sister <laughs> Androgynous Yeah good luck Look that up Spell that son all I was you, the 85 school Spelling bee And Mxers? I still don't know What that means Androgynous I, uh, Spell that shit Try, try to Androgynous spell that. That's from uh, Ambidextrous um, I, I remember like When I was a kid Probably late 70s And my sister Got like a Leif Garrett Oh, oh Leif Garrett And I was staring at it Forever trying I always to called just, him Leif It was Leif Yeah I, I'm going I pronounced it Leif too I'm, I, I pronounced I pronounced it Leaf as well, but I'm going off of what I saw on uh, VH1. Nicole Kidman. And, uh, the reality. She like, called uh, it Leif. And I just She's remember for like bandit, so. staring, sitting there looking at her for like 10 minutes, and my sister came in, and I was like, is this a boy or a girl? <laughs> oh, my like, gosh. They, the you name, don't ever want them like, to say that. It's you. a boy, and I was like, God. I've been looking at it for 30 God, minutes. I'm so gay. And turn, you are gay. I'm down. You, want gay. A, you want a KD80? <laughs> Or a KU 125. Take these scissors and that construction paper, cut out some shapes. We'll see if it matches the template for graphics on a 1980 KD80. Did you, was yours red or green? Couldn't you silver. get them in both? You could silver. get them in red. It was silver. Me and my remember brother, the first what about your KU 125 that silver. they sent you to Texas? That's how I met Kevin. My dad picked him up on I-20. He ran out of gas. He ran out of gas somewhere hey, around Beaufort, Texas or something. At the Booby Bungalow in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, so. He brought him back and he's like, here's your friend. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't need that. Then that's how we he met. He just dropped you off at, at Nick's, Nick's house. At, uh, Blackman's Amico. And here like, we are. Here I go. brought you another friend. Queer. I'm like, I don't need that. Dad, dad. quit picking up kids Stop. on the interstate. This is weird. And then Tim Ballard, from he's trying to track him down. Yeah. That happened. So, no, uh, on that KD80, we're, me and my brother are riding, because we have to mow the grass at the house, we're riding from our house to Thrift Town. And Jason Geyer, Jason Geyer, let me just describe what Jason, to me, Jason Geyer was six foot eight, 270. He's not. But, but it's okay. But he's huge in my head. He had a black uh, full-face helmet, street bike, with just the opening, it was like Knievel jumping shit in that yeah. thing, just all jet black, black head-to-toe, and he comes around this turn. He comes around. He's like, because he never did anything normal. He's like, I got a whole ass on this road for no reason. He's like, comes around 180, like doing this. And me and Ken are going to get gas for a lawnmower. And we meet Jason Geyer on this KD80. We both have van slip-ons. Oh, Jason Geyer's like, he hits us square up my toe with my van's ass triple, my van's shoes, and our foot pegs just mash my toe. Oh my Ken and everybody fly. Gosh. We fly off the motorcycles. Five gallons of gas flies in. The, my fucking seat rolls off. Ken takes off. He's so tough. He broke his foot. He limps all the way home. Leaves me out there. I'm like, oh god, I'm dying. My yeah, foot your was pinky toe just fuck, got smashed dude. to hell. <laughs> Leaves the bike. Five gallons of gas. Me, Jason Garrett. Brrr, he just takes off. I never got a ride. I don't remember. I don't know how I made it home. I know my summer. <laughs> I know my summer was jacked. Broke yeah, ass broke foot. ass foot. Let me right? tell you. Earlier when we were talking about, uh, I told, said that the 81KX80 was the fastest motorcycle I ever had. 
So there was one semblance of a block in our neighborhood, you know, like a, a street block. Mm -hmm. And for people that are not from Georgia, Atlanta, that's a square. Yeah, there's no such thing as blocks here because no. all the roads are fucked wagon up. Trail. Like, it, oh, here's a wagon makes trail. Sense. Pave it. So I thought this thing was so fast. There was a kid that had an XR100, and I was like, listen. We're going to race it around the block because we were talking about He was like, oh, you think it's so fast? And I said, I'm going to give you a whole straightaway head start Full on the block. Full street. Yeah, like oh, you're like – I could Racing just, on county roads, I could just dude. barely see him down at the next corner, Making right? Left. And then we had Pinky Tuscadero <laughs> wave, the, wave the flag, and we took off. With a third corner of the block, I've caught it. Oh, like, damn. I'm going in. I'm, I'm, it's on. You know what I mean? This fucking thing. I'm, I told man. you, sucker. Like the Terminator – Changed. I was in like 19 years. Yeah. Yeah. And I go into that corner and there's gravel on the road. Uh-uh. I'm still here. I am. I literally hit again. I'm like, come on. He's hey. laying there and Nick rails. I had just gotten up that morning. It was early in the morning. I got the bike the day before. <laughs> Lock the rear wheel up, slide out all the way across the road in shorts and a t-shirt. <laughs> arm up. So t-shirt crawls all the way up my arm from my ankle to the my fucking wrist was road rashed. I mean, like, oh. and you lost. And full of gravel. And I lost. And the XR took it home. No, I hit him. And we both okay. went down. Yeah. Okay. And so. So who, who won? So it was like a. Did you get up Ricky Bobby no, style he was and bleeding, dude. Uh, dude, I got up and it. My had, brother would have won because he sprinting. He I had me. little pieces of gravel and we went straight back to the house and I was like, the other uh, kid in the neighborhood said, we got to get that gravel out of you, man. And he's like, here, let me get the water hose. <laughs> Oh, burn. <laughs> he squirted me with a water hose, man. I had so much road rash, I nearly passed out. Yeah, like that's I a was, gnarly. That's oh, a, it. And I like, had, what, seven, eight? I don't know. I was, I'm just kidding. Listen, I had football practice that night, and my mom, my mom made me go, like, with all it, that dude. road rash. Like, I remember, like, sliding, you know, he had those tight football pants with a girdle in them, you know? <laughs> oh, and I, like. He's bleeding through his ear. raking the meat off. I remember just slits. pulling him up. I was just crying, trying to get my. Clothes on. Blacking out, pulling them up. God, that's uh, gnarly, dude. Yeah. Well, well, your story's better than mine. Cool, Nick. Awesome. I can't believe you hit head on. And he you pinched your toe. You basically hit head on, and your we, foot pegs pinched yes, your toe. Yes. No, we, we, we just sideswiped each other because yeah, he was – Either way, he, he took our foot pegs. My foot was in the middle of them. So, so he was kids. like, it's going to be so cool. I'm going to get really close to them. But it took both of you out? You Hell both yeah. We all hit the ground. What was he on? It was like an explosion. I told you, XL200. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah. It was an XLKD it was explosion, man. <laughs> yes, it was. Game. All kinds of shapes just yeah. flew up in the air. Construction Awful, paper man. went everywhere. Left well, that bike down there. My dad goes, y'all get that bike? I'm like, I can't walk, old man. Go, You go get it. The bike. How far away was it? Like a mile? Half no, a mile? No, it was like R Street, down the hill, yeah. gravel road, thrift town. So not too bad. No. Well, Remember I, thrift town, I'll sell? So, yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. We had a kid. We had a... Like the biggest jump in our neighborhood, you know, you had to ride this behind a church on a power line. And uh, so one day we're out there riding around. Some of that, the Catholic church? In a circle, jumping. No, this was a little bit. Peace be with you. And so. And also with you. I come over the jump, and this kid, Tim Tao, I'll never forget, he's coming in front of it for some reason like a dumbass. And so. <laughs> of course he I'm is. like hanging off the back of the bike, you know, getting ready for the collision. He was on an XR80. And I literally hit him, like my front tire hit him in the leg. Tip fib. And he starts, he's just crying. And, you know, we're like, dude. And he just got his motorcycle. We're like, man, if you don't get up and get back on that You're thing, you'll never pussy. get back on it. You'll never you ride again. You're a pussy. He's and over. so his career somebody over. took him home. He finally got straightened up a little bit. And 
I was like, we'll go ride tomorrow because you're going to be, you know what I mean? You just can't be such a push. You got to shake it off, You got to shake that femur break yeah. off. So, <laughs> What's a femur? It's come not on, the next morning, I'm going back to the same place to ride. <laughs> there's, there's a hospital there, too. What the heck was <laughs> that? As I'm going down the street, one of the other kids in the neighborhood comes out, and he, like, yells at me, cups his mouth, and yells at me as I'm passing by, like, Doppler effect style. He broke his leg. <laughs> what? No. He goes, I swear to God, he was like, you broke Tim's leg. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> you broke his leg. You broke Tim's leg. Oh, oh my, my gosh. Tim. I was like, oh, sorry, fuck. Ankle to hip, calf. Oh, you got to get on it, man. Did oh, he try, so. though? He needed to he get tried. back on. Oh, you got to get back on. Cast, tip, fib, femur. Not a big deal. He may have been the best motocrosser ever in he his been. career. Yeah. yeah. Took him out. He's he out been. there. Yeah. Instead of Baltimore. Yeah, well, in eight, so when I was a kid, this the neighbor kid had four seventy eight YZ eighties. Come on. The reason he had Why? four is because they the frames would break, and so his dad would find another one at a yard sale and what get it. Was the kid's name in Silver Spoons? Ricky what? Yeah, Ricky Schroeder. Schroeder. Yeah, who's your, you, Nick, you live next Ricky. door to Ricky Schroeder. Cool. Well, they they Country Club of the South. John Smoltz was your neighbor. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just standard. But so his dad was always welding the frame, no matter what. But this kid could wheelie. For decades, man, just always wheeling. So I became like the guy that was wheeling too. And I'd pull out my in the road. Everything happened in the road. First gear and just run through the gears. And I specifically remember one day I was like, you know, when I'm in sixth gear wheeling, I keep having to blip the throttle to keep it from, <laughs> from flipping over. And I'm like, I'll just ride this wheelie a little lower and leave the throttle on. Hell yeah. And that thing flipped over in sixth gear on a KX80 riding a wheelie. And, dude, you were talking about your road rash. <laughs> it was like that. <laughs> Head to toe. One side was all the, the top of my arm and the top of my leg. The other side was the bottom of my arm and the back of my leg. And it was did just you have a dance recital to go to after that raw. like he did? <laughs> no, I did not have anywhere to be. I didn't do any dance. I was before my dance career. My feather boa kept sticking <laughs> to my road Dang. rash. Yeah, you tried yeah. tackling the guy. Man, my feather boa is gooey. So dumb. Why is it so gooey? Well, you didn't know. Uh, you didn't do one announcer's voice, and I thought for sure. I didn't. Hey, speaking of announcer's voices, um, this okay. weekend at Calhoun, <laughs> there's, a, there's an awesome a, way to create your own segue. Well, you know, do it. <laughs> it doesn't sound like an announcer's voice. Speaking of announcer's voice, you do it yourself. <laughs> speaking of announcers. Well, listen, man, I asked for a segue over and over and over. Telepathy, and nobody picked up, up the on segue it, you bunch of idiots. Seg <laughs> segue card. <laughs> this weekend, Calhoun is uh, doing a fundraiser for Joey Casey's wife, Tammy. Um, I don't know the details, but it's probably a night race. I would say it's a Saturday night race. Are you going to race? If I, if I go, I couldn't imagine not racing, but I really don't want to because there's these XRs laying in piles and a camper that needs loaded. There's all this stuff. It'd be easier just to send to a do, check. Man. You yeah. need to hurry, dude. I mean, <laughs> I'm going to kill what you. What more do I we swear. have to do? That's why I asked if he was racing. <laughs> How many more times? I was, do I was we waiting have to on ask? him to say yes, and I was like, dude, well, probably, we got a lot. Oh, of you're racing, and the bikes aren't together. Dude, Jack listen, asses. I've asked to help. Don't you, you have some? Help? Yeah, I know, I, and that's where I realize I've got a personality issue because I'm just like, no, I, I can't hey, see me riding. Kevin volunteered to bring his own pliers. I, got, I don't help. want pliers and bailing wire and duct tape and duct all this tape. crap. <laughs> oh He's already told gosh. us how good he is. He can line the front wheel up with a yeah, fork. You've up. heard my my story. Yeah, the suspension won't even yeah. compress yeah. because he's got the front wheel in such a hey, Let me do Kyle's bike, and yeah. I'll get him all dialed in. That was Tank's bike, wasn't yes. it? That you were, but you were Kyle was riding tanks. it, so I'll do yeah, Kyle's XRT. Kevin and I used to, we, we oh, took that and ran with it. We thought, like... 
Well, you need to stiffen your forks a little bit. Hold on. Let me just crank this front wheel. Crank that thing down a little bit. That's how you add. It's like adding fork springs. It's way cheaper than race tech. Cockeye the front wheel. It's called Keptech, man. Hey, if you've been one of the fork grades, man, it's way, way cheaper. So I V'd in my brother's KX500 forks, and they would not bend. V'd. I didn't mean to, though. That was a solid move, though. The track needed he no, needed a little I, more compression. I, I, he said, "But I, it's a little bit loose in the corners." Kevin was like, "Let me crank a little bit more wedge." Put in a little front wedge wheel. in there, <laughs> coming from the dirt track circles. Jesus. All right, Calhoun, though, for real this weekend. Yep. If you if you can make a donation, make a donation. Uh, Shane Fenwick, Tool Barn, up in Chatsworth, is the track owner. He can take. Uh, he can take Venmo. the donations if you don't. Yeah, he has a Venmo. And Look on Facebook. To, it goes straight. And if you're to interested Joey's in helping Park. at all, like, you can reach out to us and on Winners Take All our uh, Instagram y'all. page. Winners, Winners Take, take Y'all. Yeah, sorry, Winners Take Y'all. You can reach out to us and we'll direct you to them and we'll try to do what we can. Are you gonna go for real? You think? I'm at least sending some money. I. I mean, I'll do I that. Go, if you want to go, I'll go. I mean, I need to race like. I, I do not go to motocross races unless I'm racing. I'll race unless it's the motocross donations and they just don't go put with me on him their team. And he's racing. I'll race whatever. I have to race too. Yeah, so fine. We'll just race tomorrow. I cannot go. go this watch. Just happened. This just Stop happened. it. What about the camper? You better goddamn go to the grocery store, ain't? I ain't I going to fire and eating a bunch of doo-doo food. I got what, you have no meat water or whatever? I ain't drinking meat water. Dude, I bought a whole roll of that slice-it-yourself bologna thing. Stop. <laughs> it's on a roll. It's on a roll. It's like saran wrap. You just pull yeah, it out and hit the, rake out. it down the cup. Hey, bologna sandwich for breakfast. Fried bologna for it's breakfast. It's a four-foot-wide roll. It's got a cutter on the end. Hey, you so, just pull it. So <laughs> bologna and pasta for dinner. How many... This is for Vintage Motorcycle Days. Next Thursday, we have to roll out. Yeah, so I'm, now we're racing at Calhoun. The XRs just so you know, I'm flying up there because I, oh, f- I have to. No, course. I have to fly home because I have to be at work on Monday. I okay. Would, like, we tell- can't drive all night. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, will you get me home? Oh, hell no. We're not committing right, to that. Because I'll do that. Because I'll, I'll would, sleep in a truck stop in a heartbeat. I'm just saying, I'll do it if you get me home. I got to be on shift at the fire station. Can't. 750. It's oh Monday my morning. God, are you serious? Yeah, so You're I'm going to be hurt. No, I Fuck it. I like a challenge. Nick's down he just for signed anything. Up for it. He just rolls in. Oh, I'll drive all night. I'll do it. <laughs> After racing you know, all day. It? And he would. He'd be fine. I mean, how long can the motos be? It's not like we're going to They're be not long. It's That's what I mean. We're going to race for five minutes. Yeah. We can get Kevin home. So are, are, how, how many people does this RV sleep? 27. Uh, so it's got two queen beds in the back. The kitchen table makes a queen bed. And then I've got a queen up in the nose up there. But I say I've got. I'm sleeping by myself. <laughs> Don't should. even try to get As you in. Should. But I've we got a, I've got a hotel. If I need to stay, I've got a hotel. We got you, room though. If you want me to stay, and I don't want to get in your way, we're just no, doing this live. Everybody on the can air. have their own bed. There's there's Kyle's four got, beds. Kyle, so Kyle's got the dinette. Is what you're saying? Yeah, if you want. If no, that's but what it's we better want. than the bottom. You're gonna have a home. whole family like Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, pick them up. <laughs> Mark King Bird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so is uh, is is uh, Robbie coming? No. Who's gonna bring the spray paint? <laughs> you wait. These have you told Robbie? Have paint. you told Robbie this is happening? I know. <laughs> That's why the bikes are at my house, so yeah. Robbie doesn't know. Hey, what's all the? Oh, we, y'all, what are y'all we, must have some kind of. What are we doing? Yeah, <laughs> he will jump. Oh, on he this. was. Hey, he was disappointed when he got up and those bikes were gone. Oh, he wanted to twist a wrench. Oh, yeah. Well, I guarantee you, he didn't have a long he got enough my, goddamn got breaker bar. Spraying pan good here, <laughs> he needed a breaker bar on a quarter help. inch, eight millimeter, like a nine foot breaker bar to bust them clutch bridges. Oh, there's loose. so many stories about Nick's Robbie, his right hand man. 
Yep. We need to have a Robbie versus Jack. I guarantee you Jack could beat Robbie. No, the best one ever was I had another buddy that owned a car lot, and they had a guy they called Karate. <laughs> and, uh, karate. <laughs> karate is not here it's or here. Yeah. It's here. Hey, karate. I, I, never, I never knew his real name, and I knew him Why for like 12 you years. You had to have called dude, him Karate. I, dude, I, my dad had buddy's name. It's uh, Karate. I mean, Karate, and Karate was about. Bear. They had Dewberry. <laughs> Like, I want to hey, have buddies named Karate. Come hell, on. Bear told Dewberry at damn payments late. Let me tell you. I'll Abe, tell you. They had Abe, Dewberry, Doc. Dewberry, Abe, Dewberry, Doc. And they're all dead as hell. And King. And King. Dude, that's Come the crew. On, and, that's, and that's not BS. That's King. That's the crew. Bear, Abe, Dewberry, Doc. Yeah. That's and a had a guy, guy named Houston, a guy named Lige. Uh, what was the last one? Right. Lige. I don't Lige. know what that means. And then uh, he had a guy named Fat. Okay, his name was Fat. And then some dude, random random guy, karate, just kicking people. <laughs> Listen, fucking karate, man. Karate that had dude, chopped you in. Karate was about 5'5". Five, five, and just... Was the Oriental at buck, all? No. Of course not. He was lower Alabama, <laughs> buck wild. And was like... in Lower Alabama, LA, buck so wild. You know how karate gets. You know. Uh, yeah, karate Chop was wild, shit out man. some blocks. That, <laughs> That dude was intense. You couldn't have balsa wood around him. He hey, chopped it. Oh, my job! For no I reason. was going to make dude, a model, my... whatever, riverboat yeah. out of that. God darn it, dude. Yeah. Karate was the one that uh, somebody in his family died. They had to go to a funeral. And he said, Yeah, I get And this is back Joy like, Kwan, right man. after Dale Earnhardt stuff. Ooh, and he goes, Yeah, okay. it sucks. But, you know, he's up there with old Dale now. <laughs> not so, he's up there so, with God. Not God, but Dale was Dale. Up, come on in, son. Boy, I, I didn't want to die, died, but I was up there with Dale. When Dale died, he just took heaven over. Yeah. Oh, he had to put black marks on them gold streets. <laughs> hey, one announcer's voice, one time. Give me something. Just what talk about Abe coming through the turn, going after Doc. Abe is Abe is dead. <laughs> Let's give it up for Abe. He's dead. I am dead. I'm, <laughs> he's dead. Abe, Abe, you're up there with Earnhardt, man. Put a black mark on a gold street for me. Okay, that's our voices. We gotta go. I just like the announcer's voice. It's one of my favorites. All right, so Saturday, fundraiser for Joey Casey. Calhoun, Supercross. Calhoun. We appreciate you guys being here tonight. It might be called Motocross. Our live days. audience. We need a live. We need a laugh track. We got Lincoln laying here. He's dead in the door, and he's as dead yeah. as Abe. There is a laugh track. I just have to skip over to it. By the time I do it, remember, it's like, Woo! it's too late. <laughs> it wasn't funny anyway. But the no, laugh track. No. Oh, that wasn't you earlier. No. no. Oh, I thought that came out of your mouth. No. Well, there you go. You learn something every day. Abe's dead. Doc's dead. Dewberry, Hannah. Dewberry King. Dewberry! Han- Hannah. Come on, dude. Elvis. I, I like, I pictured Dewberry being the dumbest one in the whole group. Elvis isn't dead. He just went home. No, Elvis is alone on the island. It, no, he's not one alone. One time there was a long book. He's not alone. Tupac's obviously. Duh. Tupac. God, you're Come so on, man. I feel it. Like, I'm it. very embarrassed. Let it go. <laughs> We're done. Love you.